Episode 453 of the PlayStation Nation podcast. Oh, so close to the Christmas season. I guess we're in the season already, aren't we? We're just getting close to the holidays. Yeah. Like the actual holiday. Even if you're like not a Christian, you still get that day off, probably. So, huzzah. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry if I'm coughing. I was at the Packer game last night, and it was raining the whole time, and I was screaming the whole time, so I'm actually surprised my voice is holding up as well as it is. And, unfortunately, Josh sounds like he's still sick. Very sick. Aw, buddy. Very sick. Buddy, you got to get some rest. Yeah. I know. I know. Rest is for the weak. <laughs> rest is for suckers. Yeah. So, uh, there's a few things on the on the agenda this week. Uh, hopefully, we won't go four hours. I'm sure we will. And then... No, we won't. Shu will probably get on our shit again about it. No. I'll be asleep before uh, we go four hours. Well, yeah. I, mean, I have two reviews, but they're not going to take real long. Uh, so, some new releases coming up. Obviously, they're going to slow down a little bit with uh, Christmas being next week. A uh, few news items, what we're playing and watching around PS Nation. My review of Star Wars Battlefront and my review of Rainbow Six Siege, which I guarantee you I will call Rainbow Six Vegas at some point, and then emails if Josh is still alive. Because actually I think we'll there see. are a couple on there to, that we should pr- probably do. Uh, I'm looking. Yeah. So uh, before we get started, let's get through the housekeeping portion. And uh, because nobody's ever listening toward the end of the show, uh, which I now have uh, actual facts about the fact that nobody listens to our podcast because somebody messaged me today and said, well, you know, so-and-so actually has some really good things to say on the podcast, their podcast every now and then, like uh, how they shouldn't release games until they're ready to go. They should delay them instead. I'm like, uh, we say that all the time. We've been saying that for years. Exactly. And I'm like, <laughs> like uh, years, literally. Yeah. So thanks. <laughs> so anyway, not going to call the person out though. That, that, that's, that, that's one of many that I get like that too. So when they say, Oh, so-and-so says this, I'm like, yeah, we've been saying that for years too. So proof yet again, that nobody listens to the show, Josh. So if you want to go on a, like a, a tirade, like a racial tirade or something against religion, or, you know, if you just want to bash yeah, those women, damn white guys, yeah, yeah, white guys, stupid white guys. Although I will throw out there Weiss's for everybody who's aware of that. <laughs> oh, white guys joining ISIS? No, hashtag Weiss's. What's that? I haven't, I've, I've been on, almost off the internet for a few days even. So. No, this was on The Daily Show oh, a couple okay. weeks back. They were, they were breaking down <coughs> – sorry. They were breaking down Donald Trump when he said no Muslims can come into the country. <sighs> yeah. And the guy said, I, I agree with him. This, um, the guy said, I, I totally agree with him. No Muslims should come into the country. He's like, really? You, you agree? He's like, yeah. It's not safe. He said, I, I mean, with, with the way politicians are going and, and all the attacks on people, it's not safe for Muslims to come into the country. <laughs> Absolutely. It's true. So he said, until we can figure this out, like Donald Trump said, until we can figure this out, it's not safe for them to come in. <laughs> Why would you even want to come here right now if you're a Muslim? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, well, you know, we know a few Muslims. Uh, one of our guests from a while back, uh, Shahid, um, is a Muslim, and you know mm-hmm. he's uh, he left Sony last week, and he's be- he's become an independent developer again, and mm-hmm. he won't be able to come to GDC or E3 or anything else if Donald Trump has his way or <sighs> the other 
Republicans or whatever you want to call them, Republicans or conservatives or whatnot. This isn't a political podcast. We're not going to get into that, obviously. But my initials are GOP, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure that I'm expected to lean toward one way. But this is just lunacy. I can't believe we're even having debates this early. It's just, yeah. ugh, come on. It's all sensationalistic it's anyway. Well, the funny thing, I mean, and this just made me laugh hysterically, and I played it for my wife earlier today. Um, he gets to a point, he says, well, you know, Donald Trump, he's he's a billionaire, self-financed, you know, self-made man. <laughs> no, he's not. His daddy gave him money. Well, whatever. He's, he's just a, a billionaire that came out of nowhere, self-financed. Speaking to a group of like fervent followers and believers, um, advocating a war of Islam against the West, yeah, and and he's going through the whole thing, and and the host of the Daily Show looks up and goes, "Oh my gosh, he's white ISIS, white ISIS, <laughs> he's ISIS." Wow. Because he is. If you, if you break it all down, he's doing exactly what ISIS True. is doing, except it, it, on the other side yeah. of it. <laughs> but he's he's saying the things that a lot of people want to hear. And that's uh, it. Who wants to hear that? Uh, uh, you ever been down south? Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. See, no matter Crazy what we say, I guarantee you somebody's going to email us. Oh, no. I know. We're going to get We've, all I remember one time when the, when the Boston Marathon bombings happened. Mm-hmm. And I sp- said specifically because I had the news on in the background. And I'm like, oh, now they're saying it's somebody from the Tea Party. That's all I said. We got, t- I think, two different emails from people, like, so pissed off that we would even, you know, even get to the point of maybe Im- implicating the Tea Party. I'm like, that's not what I said. I said the news was saying it. That's all I said. But nobody hears that. They just have to, they have to jump to the defense right away. Of no matter what their cause is, and that's the way this country's become lately. It's just uh, like I'm, I'm having a really hard time with all the people about the global warming. And yes, I understand global warming is a real thing, but the extremes that everybody's going to about it is ridiculous. Because like right now, I went to the Packer game yesterday. It's December in Wisconsin. It was 55 degrees and it was raining, and everybody's up and oh, it's global warming, and and then yet. The weathermen tell us, "Oh, we just broke a record that was uh, that was set in 1923 when it was 54 degrees." So you're telling me that global warming was in the 20s as well, right? That that's what you're saying because you're saying it's global warming that's doing it now. Nobody understands that weather goes in cycles. Ugh. I just want to slap people sometimes. That's all, because it's always one one extreme or the other nowadays. There's never any subtlety like, oh, yeah, we should look into global warming. We should we should really do some work to make sure that we we pollute as little as possible. Yeah, that's what we should do. It's not, we're going to fucking die tomorrow, global warming! Well, the problem is that like 98% of the reputable scientists in the world all agree that yes, it's happening and yes, it's man-made. Yeah. And the head of the science and technology committee... Um, on the in the U.S. Uh, House of Representatives, Congress, which wherever he is in Congress, uh, doesn't believe any of that. Of course not. Just doesn't believe it because he's getting a lot of money from big oil. Wait, so you're saying that a lobbyist might have something it. to do with this, Josh? <laughs> Come on. But God. there's a problem when <laughs> when that when the top guy in the Science and Technology Committee 
is going against 98% of the reputable scientists yeah. in the world who have all done their work and all say that this is happening. I know. <laughs> that's a problem. There's so that's much, where I have problems. There's so much broken, not just in our government, but a lot of governments. There's a lot that's broken, yeah. Yeah. And just it'll never be fixed. And it's, yeah. I, that's the best part about the debates, too, is that's all these people saying they're going to make all these changes. And you're like, uh, you can't make any of those changes. You yeah. can't do any of that. It's like the states all saying that they're not going to accept Syrian refugees. Uh, that's not the state's decision. Yeah. You, you can't do anything about that. Yeah, yeah. Just just get up on your pedestal and say what you want to get all your attention. But at the end of the day, it's useless. It's pointless. It's... Sorry. Had a big discussion today with the family. <laughs> I got something it's in my craw, Josh. It's in my craw. I'm I'm just frustrated. Me too. By the world in general, there there can be no civil discussion anymore no. because everybody immediately attacks. Yep. Immediately attacks. Yep. You can't just have a civil discussion and and kind of have a debate, a a, a reasoned, logical, backed up by facts on both sides debate. On anything. Yeah. Did you uh, did you see it, the new South Park this last week? Yes. <laughs> wow. Why do we have these things sooner? <laughs> My God. Yeah. I was. I don't know. I was a little. It wasn't as good as I was hoping. Oh, I thought it was brilliant. Finale. I mean, that was yeah. absolutely brilliant satire. It, it had some really good stuff. Yeah. But I was hoping for more. Yeah. The whole ad thing got a little weird. Yeah. But. No, I, I love that last episode. Well, but then, like, the whole Caitlyn Jenner thing. Oh, my God. Just running over everybody every time she got in the car. I don't... I, I laughed every I, time. I did not laugh a single time. You, I didn't, well, you know that Caitlyn Jenner hit somebody, right? Okay. And that's where it but, came from. But every single time... Well, that, but it, it's slapstick. Eh, eh. That part of it's slapstick. Buckaloo, boom. Yeah. Eh. Eh, I thought it was funny. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> See, there is our reasoned, logical. Yeah. Fine. We're not yelling at each other. We're not attacking each other. Yeah. See, you can disagree on things and and not attack each other. That's true. It it can happen, people. By the way, Josh, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, now I'm going to get shit for swearing. There so it is. Yep. You're wrong. I'm right. That's it. Doesn't matter. That's my opinion and that's all that matters, right? Because I'm on the internet. There it is. Wow, we are just we're pissy tonight. Well, I don't feel well and I'm not really I don't care right yeah. now. <laughs> I don't care about anything yeah, right now. I I look at I can't deal with anything. I look at right yet now. another election where I don't have any faith in any person that any party is is propping up and yeah. our country's just going to go farther into shit. So, oh well. Uh but I'm not going to be one of those idiots. I'm, I'm moving to Canada. If that happens, I'm moving to Canada. All right. No. All right. Well, if you want to email us with your opinions about all this non-video gaming stuff, <laughs> <laughs> you can read it just a bunch Which of different will be ways. coming. Oh, get ready for it. It'll be it's such a coming. great holiday episode next week uh, we, when we can just uh, read everybody's hate towards us, our, their vitriol. <laughs> Uh, you can reach us on Twitter, obviously, uh, Josh at PJF Josh, me at Torgo PSN and the main account at PS nation. You can also email us podcast at psnation.com. You can, uh, hit us up on our forums, psnation.com slash forums. 
Uh, you can leave us a voicemail on Skype, WDT-Torgo. You can go out and like our Facebook page, which is at Facebook.com slash PSNationPage. Uh, you can also find us on the Stitchers. It sounds like they're fixing things finally because for a while they kept screwing up our podcast. Uh, but you can go over to Stitcher.com, listen on the website, or you can grab the app and you can find us in the video game section. Don't forget our podcast network at VGEVO.com until they kick us off for not talking video games ever. Uh, and <laughs> uh, don't forget the contact us section over at PSNation.com. Uh, you can just hit a button to email us instead of uh, using your email uh, client. You can find our PSN IDs. If you're going to add us on the PSN, please just put a note in there saying that you're from PS Nation. Yes, please. Seriously. Because I am sending out messages, you know, do I know you? Do I know? How do I know you? And some people never respond. Others say, oh, yeah, I listen to the podcast. I'm like, well, what the? the?" Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Well, you know, I have a conundrum, too. So I got a request. Because we always say, you know, we want people from our community, and that's what we're holding the uh, the spots for. But I got a friend request a couple days ago from somebody that watched the hard drive upgrade YouTube video, but mm-hmm. actually put a note in there. What do I do? Because Wait, what? Somebody watched my hard drive upgrade video. Okay. On YouTube, mm-hmm. not a community member, just watched the watched the thing. But somehow, somewhere in there, I didn't know my PSN ID was anywhere in there. Oh. But he watched the video and it was successful, and he sent me a friend request. Hmm. So it's almost like when you're playing a game with somebody and they just send you a friend request. To yeah. me, that's how that's how I take it. That's but, how I take it. So I, I was like, because eh, I want to keep the spots for our community members. Mm-hmm. So I deleted it, even though they left me a note, and I felt bad about it. I actually feel guilty about it. So eh. I don't know. It's cool to see that people are still using that video, too. I mean, it's actually a little outdated now because there's that upgrade utility that, or the backup utility that, that Sony released. But, I mean, the, the core video and the, and the guide and everything still work perfectly. Yeah. People are messaging every week saying it, it's going well. and But I do think we have an email. Somebody was having a problem. So I just kind of glanced at it. Well, that's why I keep that video in the in the featured section at yeah, all times. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, I still see people buying hard drives with our with our uh, Amazon link every month, and, yeah, and we thank a you lot for that. Every yeah, month. it's it's awesome, uh, but it it's such a super easy uh, thing to do if you follow the instructions. And uh, the the biggest problem, if you're thinking about doing it, the biggest problem that there usually is, is that either you grab the wrong firmware from the website uh, at Sony's yes. website, you grab the regular firmware instead of the hard drive upgrade firmware, which is about double the size, or they download the firmware to a flash drive that's already plugged into their system. They, they download it directly to the flash drive instead of putting it on your hard drive and then copying it to the flash drive. Normally, those are the two biggest problems. So just take your time. Hit the links. Like I said, you can even Google PS4 firmware hard drive install, and it'll take you right to the, to the site. But you have to go find another link. And the problem is I can't directly link to that link because they change it all the time. So just take your time, and, and you should be able to find all of it. But, yeah, it's so easy for me now. I, I can swap a hard drive out in, like, 20 minutes total. <laughs> I've done a few. So. All right. Well, uh, I think that's all the stuff that I need to do. I'm pretty sure. Oh, also the, I'm sorry, the affiliate link section. So if you go to psnation.com, left side, you'll see the affiliate store links section. Go in there. We've got a ton of stores in there. 
if you're doing your your like your regular shopping, your holiday shopping, whatever kind of shopping, and you're going to shop at one of those stores, instead of just typing in the URL for the site, please click on that link. It'll take you to that site anyway. But we get a referral bonus uh, for you using our link to get to that site. It doesn't change your pricing at all. It doesn't change the experience at all. But we get a little piece of the action to help us pay for our bills. And uh, that's what keeps PS Nation going. We're not asking for Patreons. We're not asking for uh, a Kickstarter. We're not doing any of that stuff. You're already going to go shopping there anyway. If you just use our link, it helps us out. And that's all we ask. But thank you to those people that do send us money via PayPal. We really do appreciate it. So I think that's it now, Josh. Okay. Okay. I'm actually responding to somebody who was asking about the affiliate links. Oh, very good. Um, He said that at his job, they order a lot from Amazon. He's been using the affiliate links to buy stuff to support the podcast. I already responded to him. Yeah, you did? Yeah. There's no response on here. Uh, Maybe it didn't do a reply all because I did it for my phone. Because is it the one where he says his work is also an affiliate? Yes. And can we check something? And I'm like, well, we don't know who buys what and... Yeah, I already told him. Sorry. Okay, well, that's, that was a mistake on my there. part. All right, <laughs> but not thank you for there. looking. Right. Okay. All right. Um, new releases. Yeah. Uh, PS4 is well for PS4 and PS3 is getting the Thrustmaster VG T300 RS Racing Wheel Servo Base. Yeah. For two fifty nine ninety nine, it is coming out December twenty fifth. Yeah, so you know when the stores are all open on Christmas Day, you can still go down and buy it. Yep. I do like this though, because if somebody has an old Thrustmaster wheel and they have one of the steering wheels that actually works on the different bases, this is a cheaper solution for those people. So that is pretty cool they're releasing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that idea. Still kinda all pricey, right. but eh. and we did these like a week or two ago, but I guess the date changed. Ah, uh, they got pulled, pushed back. Yeah, I was looking at that too. I'm like, wait, we just talked about those. Yeah, so Legend of Heroes, Tales of Trails of Cold Steel, Lion Lionheart Edition, Lemon Face Edition, <laughs> Lionheart Lion Edition, Lemon, Lemon Face, face. Lion face, Lemon Face. Yeah, um, which Kevin was doing last week on uh, on uh, Edumacation because am- he was doing the. You've never heard that, have you? I've heard of Jimication, but I am really far behind oh. on my podcasts. Like uh, Hollywood Babylon, Edumacation, and uh, uh, Smodcast, I'm insanely behind on. Because so they were really doing lately. They were doing an entire episode on the emo goldfish, which I love. The emo goldfish. Yeah, it's a recurring character. It's oh, okay. This goldfish that's just alone in a bowl and just wants to die. <laughs> and Kevin always talks like this. <laughs> You guys have it so good. <laughs> and he's just miserable. It's awesome. It's so funny. But he was doing that and, and they were going to do because Andy did a whole he built a, a goldfish in Maya in a little tiny bowl. OK. And they were going to animate the whole thing and and do lines. So the whole episode was just reading lines, basically. Oh, geez. So when he started, he's like, OK, let me get ready here. Lion face, lemon face, lion face, lemon face. (laughs) (laughs) He was preparing himself to do the whole, all the line reads. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, 
sorry, the Lionheart edition and the standard edition, forty nine ninety nine, thirty nine ninety nine for the PS three and Vita, same price on both. Um, but this is the one, the Lionheart edition is that cool one that actually has a spot for part two when it comes out. Yeah. So you can drop it right there in the fancy case, which is awesome. So that's it. Uh, those are all coming. Cool. And well, hopefully they're coming. They were supposed else. to be here yeah. already, I guess. But Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So th- this first one, obviously, I'm not going to give any detail at all. Um, but we've been getting a lot of tweets, a lot of messages, that sort of thing about this. And I just wanted to touch on it a little bit. So, And I tweeted this, too, when this happened. So at PSX last week... Uh, at the end of the keynote, it, it was supposed to go Pacific time from 10 o'clock until 12 o'clock. Wait, you're not telling about Crash Bandicoot, right? <laughs> now I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> you can email Sean late and Ed. So all of a sudden, about 15 minutes before 12, the keynote just abruptly ended. And we were all kind of sitting there going, what the hell's going on? So... We talked to some people. I have actually now had this um, verified by three people. And we're not going to give any details. All we're going to say is that, yes, there was something that was supposed to be at the end of the keynote. It was pulled at, the, at, at essentially the last minute. We are going to know what was supposed to be there. And, it, and from what it sounds like, it might even be by the time this podcast comes out. So, yes, there was supposed to be something there. No, we're not going to tell you. We do know. Josh and I both know. Uh, but we're not going to tell you because, number one, it wouldn't be fair to people that, that trusted us to, to like verify that we were right. Uh, but, number two, we don't want to ruin the surprise <laughs> because it's really kick-ass. So, for most people, it would be kick-ass. So, yes, that's that's it, and that's what we're going to say. And hopefully, by it sounds like... Tomorrow, which is Tuesday, because we record on Monday night on the 14th. By tomorrow or Wednesday, we'll probably hear what that was supposed to be. That's all we're going to say. Right, Josh? Sure. Was I vague enough? Uh, Sure. Okay. Except when I said Crash Bandicoot. (laughs) Shut up! Now we're going to be off Activision's list again. Thanks a lot. All those years. And Activision's going to get pissed off now. Mm -hmm. You saying Crash Bandicoot. When obviously it's jumping flash. Shit! I can't believe I said it. All right. (laughs) As long as I don't have to buy Grand Theft Auto San Andreas for an eighth time now. Damn it! That's what it is. Grand Theft Auto uh, San Andreas for Vita. Because I just counted, and it's seven times I've purchased that now. You know, it's funny, uh, because I saw the the better frame rate and everything. I actually bought it, too. Hmm. And I was going to tell you, because we talked about uh, this, I think, when we were recording last week. Uh, you talked about how the music was removed, which I haven't yeah. played it yet, so I didn't, you know. Um, Some of the music. It okay. wasn't all of it. So don't forget that you get Spotify for free, even though you get an ad every now and then. Which I don't use. Well, but you might want to. No, Because there are not. two Grand Theft Auto San Andreas playlists in Spotify. Yeah, no, I'm not going to use it. Okay, just letting people know. Because I signed up for it at some point, and then I don't know when or why. Yeah. Um, and for whatever dumb reason, which I never do, I didn't put the password in my password manager Jesus Christ. and now I cannot recover the password at all. It will not let me recover the password. It will not let me get a new account. So fuck them. 
I, I've I've never heard somebody had so many problems with stuff like this than you. Well, that's what happened to me. So I'm just you have worse problems than the, than Keith does with this kind of stuff. Well, let's not go crazy. No, no I don't. <laughs> Nobody has the problems Keith has. With these <laughs> that's things. true. What? It's got electricity. Ah. Anyway, love you, Keith. Yeah. All right. Uh, up next, I know you're excited about this one. Yes, Unravel finally has a release date. Yay! And this is the one I got to play two months ago, three months ago, whenever it was. It was some event you ago. went to, right? Some EA event? Yeah, yeah. It was right before Comic-Con. Like the day before Comic-Con. Oh, that's right. Yeah. New York Comic-Con. So it was October. So two months. Two months? Two months. Sure. Sure. Something like um, that. And I got to take a picture with Yarny, uh-huh. which was awesome. He's adorable. Um, so it's coming in February 9th, 2016, uh, for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Nice. <clears throat> which is really cool. I would love to see the special edition with our very own Yarny in the box, but... That ain't gonna happen. It Probably not. Isn't that, isn't that um, something you brought up at that thing and, and they were... Just, I did. They were real vague about it. Like, <laughs> They were like, oh, that's that's a really good idea. I mean, like, we haven't heard that from everybody who's walked through here. If anybody could pull that <laughs> off, wouldn't it be EA? I, I mean, aren't think. EA big enough that they could pull that off? You would think. Yeah. But does EA do stuff like that? I can't think of an EA game recently that has done mm. anything like that. Well, they got those uh, those new steel books at Amazon for those games. That's about the only thing I can really think of. But that might not even be them. That might be Amazon entirely Amazon, saying, yeah. hey, we want an exclusive, so can we yeah. do this? And they said, sure, go ahead. That's a good You're point. You're paying for it? Sure. Yeah. I, I don't really... Can you think of a special edition from EA recently? No. That had anything besides a code in the box? <laughs> yeah, anything besides a code for more fantasy cards and... Yeah. Yeah, they don't do collectibles very often, do they? They don't? No. But that doesn't mean they can't start now. Yeah. I mean, this would be a good one to do it with. It's a very special game, and people are very excited for it. And But are they even doing a physical release? I don't know. That's the thing. They might not be even doing a physical release because it's technically a quote-unquote smaller game. Well, we don't know. Yeah. Interesting. And they said it was a pretty long game when I was talking to them. Well, I mean, it could be a longer game, but length of the game doesn't... Like necessarily equate to well, a lot of, but it could megabytes be a used. Lot of, it could be, yeah. It's a, the physics in it and and the look of it and everything. It's a pretty fancy game. Sure. I mean, it doesn't seem like it could be, but it really is a fancy game. So hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But I said that. I said, "Can are we going to get a physical release with our own very our very own Yarny in the box?" And they were like. Yeah, that's that's a really good idea. That's a neat idea. Asshole that we haven't heard that a million times, but sure, thanks. <laughs> Do you come with it? <laughs> oh, you. Yeah, it was one of those. Um, no, but it's exciting. It's a really cool game. I'm very excited yeah. for them to, uh, to bring it. I'm excited so. for it as well. And now yeah. I have a 12-month thing for EA Access or whatever on Xbox One, so I can even... Yay. Get it a little early and play it. On the inferior system, brah. I had to say that or else I get bashed. Yay. Yay. 
All right, next up uh, is pretty cool news for a lot of people, especially old school PC gamers. Um, Other Side Entertainment announced today that they're actually bringing back a very classic franchise, uh, System Shock, with System Shock 3. Really? Yeah. Currently in early development, being overseen by members of the original teams, uh, including Looking Glass founder Paul Nirath, uh, who's bringing a bunch of people back, and uh, actress Terry Brocious is coming back to reprise her role as the El Shaddan. Uh, so if you check out the uh, the post on the website, we do have uh, there's an updated teaser site that's out there already, and uh, and that's at othersidetease.com uh, with some cryptic lettering that sort of thing. And I'm sure the internet's already figured out all the all the little puzzles on there. But uh, pretty exciting stuff. I, I I I played System Shock a little bit. It was never my favorite for whatever reason. But uh, I mean that series was definitely ahead of its time and and really was the basis of a lot of other games that came out after them. So it, it's cool to see that they're bringing it back. Looking Glass was a, a pretty... They were they did some really cool stuff, man. They they uh, they had, like, actual 3D working, even though it was in a little window. Uh, they had 3D working before a lot of companies had it working in games. So I'm excited. I definitely want to want to check it out and get some more news. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This last one again, I think you're probably going to be excited for. Except, the, so, except you hate people. Well, it would help if I had a chance to to get myself together here. <sighs> I really wanted to. I really wanted to play this this past weekend, and I did not get the chance. Yeah. Uh, but okay, um, Guitar Hero Live is getting some fresh new features. Fresh. Uh, so a new channel is available called Rival Rival Challenges. Uh, And you can go head-to-head against other players. Uh, They have a matchmaking system, which is all skills-based. Yeah. So they're based on your rank in Guitar Hero, as well as some underlying matchmaking technology, voodoo magic, basically. Or just random. Random dice roll. Well, but the song choice is completely random. Sure. So that's pretty cool because you can't just, oh, here's my favorite song. Oh, crap. You know? <laughs> They're going to mix it up, which is pretty cool. So it's a one-on-one song battle. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool idea. I like it. Yeah, me too. Um, so that, both of them, that and Rock Band, I need to, I just, I haven't had a chance to sit down and play either of them recently. It was kind of funny. Rock was going to play uh, Guitar Hero the other night while I was pl- I was playing something else like Rocket League or something, and he it's it it, it was kind of proof that of, of the things we've talked about in the past where there are just some nights where you cannot play a music game because <laughs> mm. he couldn't hit shit, <laughs> so he quickly stopped. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but I'm having fun with with both. I've been playing some, some Guitar Hero recently. And uh, got that that Van Halen pack for Rock Band uh, a couple weeks ago, I think it was. Ew. Uh, I like Van Halen, dude. Ew. What? Ew. (laughs) You have no taste. Right. Yeah. Oh, they were too mainstream for me, bro. No. (laughs) Although, I I, when we've had this conversation, but I still like Van Hagar better, but... I like out Van Halen. Out of any incarnation, out of any incarnation, yes, I I like the Sammy Hagar one. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, David Lee Roth, 
he didn't sing so much as he went, wow, yeah, wow. You mean both did he bow? Did he bow? But, I mean, he's a showman. He, he, uh, he put on a show on stage. He still does. I don't know if you ever saw, there's a video on YouTube of him, like, recently, by the way, uh, on stage with a bow staff, and he was flipping it around and knocked himself out. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's a paramedic. He could bring himself back from, from being knocked out. Now, that would be interesting. <laughs> but the thing about Van Halen was, I mean, Eddie Van Halen was definitely kind of a pioneer in, in some of the... Really unique uh, guitar styles, and and the the guy could play, but you know Michael Anthony, who doesn't get any respect whatsoever from from the band, especially uh, mm. since he actually became friends with Sam Hagar, and they just dumped him. Uh, but he is one of the best in the industry at harmonizing and losing his voice. I mean, I've heard the re, you know the, the live stuff with Wolfgang on stage now, and it, it doesn't sound anywhere near where it should sound, and it's because they lost Michael Anthony. And I also love. How just how big of assholes the Van Halen brothers are that they they actually went out and started re-recording their music without Michael Anthony in it, so he doesn't get any uh, any money out of anything they could sell anymore. Yeah, they re-recorded everything with Wolfgang. I mean, come on, that's absurd. Yeah, and pretty much it was because Michael Anthony sided with Sammy Hagar. Yeah, that's just awesome, dickheads. Absurd. Yeah, I agree. But anyway. <sighs> <laughs> Let's just bitch about everything tonight, Josh. Sure, why not? We'll be the old old cranky guys on the porch. Of course, we're, we're going to have to drink Bartles and James. Ugh. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. You play anything this week? Uh, yes. Stuff. Uh, yes. Bunch of stuff. Yeah? And junk? Um, alright, so I played a little bit of Disney Infinity because... I like how there's always a because now, by the way. Because I got a hold of some of the light FX guys. Oh, really? Alright. Remember how I said, this must be how they do it. Okay. You put it on the pad, you know, the base is clear, the, the... absolute bottom of the base is always clear on all these things. Right. So they probably put, you know, lights, just whatever optic fiber, optic wire cables, like up through the thing and into the lightsaber. So when the base lights up, the lightsaber lights up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I put the character on game starts up, you know, it's all lit up. I'm like, Oh, that's pretty cool. And I'm, you know, playing it. it looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So I take it off, and the thing is still lit up. And I'm like, "Wait, what? Wait, what? Huh?" And then I'm freaking out, and I put it back on, and it's lit up. Like it fades out. It's it eventually fades out, but I put it back on, and it's all lit up. But that part of the base, right under it, is not lit up. And I'm like. What the hell is this voodoo magic that's going on? <laughs> well, they could put a fiber optic it's in crazy. that base without the base lighting up, and the fiber optic could still transmit that light through without lighting up the rest of the base. No, but the circle underneath yeah. is not lit up. Nothing on the base is lit up. Really? But the lightsaber is lit up. <laughs> I wonder if they're doing some kind of an induction. 
it's freaky voodoo magic. That's what it is. They're probably doing and, an, like induction, like uh, wireless charging on your phone or, or watch, whatever. It's crazy. It's wow. freaking crazy. Yeah, it's it's really wild. So it that's what it does. Holy shit! <laughs> the bases are a little bit thicker. Um, they have like a black part that goes around them that makes them a little bit taller, basically. But it is almost exactly the same character. It is essentially the exact same mold, mm-hmm. but the hands are a little bit different because the 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 hilt of the lightsaber is thicker. Okay. Otherwise, it's essentially identical to the other character that huh. you would already have. So that's all they did. So there's probably something going on in there, like up through the legs and everything and out to the lightsaber. Um, the only characters they did not do are Ezra, mm-hmm. who's a smaller character, smaller hands, smaller, and he's got a weird thing with his lightsaber that's also a gun. Um, Darth Maul and... Ahsoka and those two both have twin lightsabers. You know, Darth Maul has the double right. blade and, and Ahsoka carries two. Okay. So maybe it was more difficult to do or more cost prohibitive to do the doubles on those two. Right. And huh. then Ezra, maybe just because he's a smaller character and they couldn't like bulk it up in the hands and the maybe, I don't know. I I'm just grasping here. I don't know why they only did the five that they did. So. You're mesmerized. This is magic. It is. It's crazy. <laughs> it freaked me out. Like the first time, the first time I noticed it, it was on the base, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. That I went to pick it up, and the light was not on on the base, and I'm like, wait, 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 what? Wait, what the what the fuck? <laughs> wow. It freaked me out when I saw it. Uh, but it's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah. And I had something completely bizarre happen to me that I've never seen before. Okay. So, I'm in the the main toy box hub um, because I'm messing around. I'm just, once I got the character on there, I'm like, ah, I might as well level him up a bit. Um, and because I have all these characters, you get all these bonuses and experience points. So, they level up like crazy, super quick. So I'm messing around in there and I'm shooting the, shoot the bad guys, shooting the bad guys. And I'm, I'm just doing the same thing I always do. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, the blue sky turns to night sky and a Star Destroyer jumps in. What? And TIE Fighters launch and it's like, oh, you've angered one of the one of the whatevers. And I'm like, what the what, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> And TIE fighters are flying around shooting and an X-Wing appears. And I'm like, holy crap. And I run over and I jump in the X-Wing and I go up and I'm fighting the TIE fighters. Holy crap. It was insane. So I finally, I killed all the TIE fighters and the Star Destroyer disappeared and the sky went back to blue skies and I still had the X-Wing. So I'm cruising around like, this is awesome. That was like a public event in Destiny. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. It just, it came out of nowhere. All the hours I played that in the toy box, too, and I've never seen that happen. Huh. It was nuts. See, you're playing the game wrong. You got to change your... Apparently. Yeah. So, to what? I don't think it could go better. Uh, No, I think you should lower it just to screw with people. Okay. Yeah. Well, Lego Dimensions, just to screw with Sean, um, (laughs) because he loves that game, and I have problems with it. He loves that game, yeah. Yeah. 
but you know, I'm playing it. I'm enjoying it. Just, I was building more. I Lego store. One of them had like huge discounts. Oh, Toys R Us had huge discounts this past week. Any toys to life, buy one, get one 40% off. Oh boy. Yeah. So I got a couple, a couple, Yeah. eight, no, well, no, <laughs> um, nine, <laughs> but I was, but building them, you know, you have to take the time to build them and everything and, and all. So I was throwing them on there and, and checking them out and it's cool. Nice. You know, it's fun. Um, I played a little bit of Vice city. Okay. Uh, the, the fancy PS4, PS2 version. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, looks good. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's Vice City. I'd, I'd forgotten. I'd completely forgotten the original cinematic in that, how it all started. Oh, Vice City was the Miami Vice-ish one. Yes. Oh, God, it's been so long. Isn't, don't you like land on a jet or something? It starts in Liberty City. Boat. Yeah, yeah. You're Tommy and you're in Liberty City and he's like, I want you to go down and pick up a package or, or do something. So he sends you down to Vice City and you're meeting these guys at the airport and all these guys jump up from behind all the, you know, all the junk that's laying around back there and kill everybody. And right. you dive out of the way. They kill everybody. They take the coke. They take the money. And now you're left there alive and everybody thinks you did it or we're in on it somehow. Yeah. And that's how it all started. I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot all about this. God, it's been so long since I've played that game. I just, my memory of the game is really when you first take control of the character, where you're in the alley and Michael Jackson is playing. And oh you have gosh, to jump yeah. on the thing and go to your safe, or either your safe house or to the to the lawyer the first time. I can't remember which. But I remember that vividly. Yeah, so, I don't remember that much. Yeah. Uh, but I played it for a little bit, and it's it's cool. It's cool. very exciting. Nice. Um, so I played San Andreas, uh, the PS2, PS4 one. So I, I bought that. Okay. I haven't played it yet, though. But we 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 got to see a little bit of it at, at PSX on yes. on Saturday night, and I noticed, yeah, the frame rate's better, but it still seemed like it was a little bit inconsistent. But mm. touch on that if you can, because that that's one of the biggest things that I think. Some people haven't realized about these game, these PS2 games that are, are emulated now on PS4 is that the frame rate takes a huge bump in, in a lot of cases. Well, the problem is with San Andreas, I didn't play... I, 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 basically, I played five minutes of it. Oh, okay. Okay, so what happened was for the PS4 one, you know, he's, he gets on the plane, comes in, cops bust him for doing nothing, for being in a cab. Yeah. Um, take him back, dump him, and you got to get on your bike and get back to the house. I remember that part, yeah. So I did that. Was fine for that. Looked fine. Saved the game. I stopped. I also got, this is why I have seven copies now. My God. The updated one for the PS3, which was basically the mobile port you right. know, brought over. Right. Um. And on the PS3, I actually played more of it. <laughs> I don't know why. I was just because I was trying to download Yakuza Five, which 
Holy shit, that's hours. huge. <laughs> it's like 23 yeah. gig or something. Or, yeah. yeah, it was taking forever to I download let that. Run that. And, and, and again, I noticed how spoiled we are on PS4 now. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm like, all right, well, I'll just put it in rest mode. I'm like, wait, PS3 doesn't have rest mode. So then I had to remember my formula where I go and log out so nobody thinks I'm online on it. So I log out, and then I say power off, and then there's a little checkbox that says, turn the yeah. system off after your download completes. I'm like, all right, yeah. boom, do that. And I got up in the morning to go to work, and it was still downloading. <laughs> That's what I eventually did. I I did this, and I, I turned off the TV and everything and left it going. But for a little while there, I was playing San Andreas because I was like, oh, shit, the, the, the updated HD fancy version of San Andreas on the PS3. Yeah. So I was playing that, and that actually, it's really good. Nice. I mean, clearly it's the mobile port because of the way the menus are and everything. Right. Um, but I'm fine with that because it works quite well, um, plays really nicely. You know, I, I played through that beginning. I played through like the first three or four missions, and it's got trophies, which was the weird thing. I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, trophy right. popped. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was very strange. Um, but I played through... The first three, maybe four missions, I think it was, um, just to try to move the story along a bit and open things up a little bit. Um, and I did some tagging. Nice. Uh, and stuff like that. I got I got a big afro and a beard uh, <laughs> when I went to the barber. Um, it seems like I could be wrong. I haven't, you know, I haven't played the original in so long. But it seems like the hair hairstyle choices are fewer. That, that's um, an interesting thing to omit. Yeah, I, I may just be not remembering correctly um, whether that that's really the case or not. So, as Josh Google's it. No, actually, I'm I'm looking up the next thing oh, okay. that I'm going to talk about. Okay. Cause I want to make sure I get this right. Um, but yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. Um, now the next thing is a book. Okay. You played a book. Yes. Because, uh, one of our listeners and at the moment, I can't remember who I'll, I'll mention it next week because hopefully I'll be done the book by then. I'm halfway through. Um, it's his, one of his relatives. Okay. Might be his father, might be, I'm not sure who. <laughs> I really should have looked that up before before we did this. <laughs> but Next we never week. prepare, so. That's okay. Next week I'll have the information. Sure. Um, so one of our listeners, his relative wrote this book. Okay. And he said, hey, could you review, quote unquote, review this? And I was like, well, I'll, I'll check it out, I guess. I, I don't know, you know. He's like it would. I'd really appreciate it. Is it called Donald Trump Hero? Yes, and it's amazing. Oh, I, I gotta it. get no. that book. Uh, no, it's called The Devil's Vial. Okay. And I was like, uh, all the Donald Trump supporters are just gonna like stop listening. Oh yeah, or they'll just rail on us, which is. But fine. we're railing on everybody. Yeah. All right. So this is crazy. It's it's one of those conspiracy type books. Okay. Um, 
there's a guy, I don't want to spoil much of it or anything of it. There's a guy, something happens to him. He goes off to a monastery or like a, not a monastery, a, a well, Buddhist monastery, basically. Okay. Learns Buddhism for like three, four years and then comes back to society. The, his teacher is like, okay, you have to go. You're done. You, you have to get back to society and, and go about your life. You've learned enough here. Go. Okay. So he gets back and immediately gets caught up in some crazy conspiracy and he can't figure out why he's like, what the hell? Why are people, he's like, I've been like living in a Buddhist monastery for three years and now people are chasing me, trying to kill me. What just happened? Um, and he finds out that somehow in his luggage, he was given something that hidden away in it. There's a tiny vial like sealed glass vial of something. Oh, okay. And he doesn't know what it is. It could be some kind of virus. It could be some kind of, you know, he doesn't know what it is, but people are trying to kill him and anybody's coming into contact with, he's trying to keep his Buddhist principles of, you know, just things happen around him. He doesn't want to get involved. He doesn't sure. want to kill anybody. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. He's trying to, he's trying to get through this, but he's got these other people around him who are like, fuck this. We're going to kill people. <laughs> you know, oh. they're trying to kill us. It's crazy. It's, it's really good so far. I'm halfway through it. I thought I was getting near the end point because I felt it feels like I'm near the end game. Mm hmm. And I looked right before we recorded. I'm like, I'm only at like 48% of the book. Holy oh, wow. shit. Okay. <laughs> so there's a lot more going on here than even I've realized at this point. Um, it's pretty cool so far, though. I mean, I, I, there's a lot more I could say, but I feel it would give away too much of the sure, story and sure. why all this is happening and what's happening. Um, the guy was a doctor. I'll say that. So that's how he's he's on to, okay, this is like some kind of, you know, the kind of virus that like a lab would use or the kind of little weird vial that uh, a lab would use. I, I don't right. know how to explain it without explaining too much. Um, but it's pretty cool. I mean, it's clearly the person who wrote it uh, did a lot of research. Um, on labs and things like that on just the whole Eastern seaboard because things take place all over from New Jersey, all the way up through Massachusetts. Sure. And like he mentions early on in the book, he mentions this air, this, Oh, there's this little tiny airfield called blah, blah, blah in, in New Jersey. And it's only about 20 minutes from Philly. And I'm like, what? I've never heard of this. Because I lived there, you know, I lived in that area for 20 some years. So like, I've never heard of this. So I look it up and I'm like, holy shit, there it is. And I see why I've never heard of it. Like I've been down every road around it, but not the one road that goes past it. Yeah. Like dozens of times in my life, I've been all around this airport, but never the road that goes right past it. And I never knew it was there. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and I look at it and I'm like, yeah, that is about 20 minutes from Philly. Nice. So, 
he he talks about a lot of I mean they're they're you know they're on the run obviously these people are trying to kill them sure so they're all up and down the eastern seaboard well northeastern uh, area just trying to hide and 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 stay away from these people and it's pretty cool so far so hmm, cool I thought I'd at least mention it it's yeah. again it's called the Devil's Vial it's from Byron Brumbaugh all right B R U M B A U G H all right um. And I think, I may be wrong, but I think it might be his first book. Okay. Um, but it has that kind of, uh, uh, damn it, what was that Dan Brown Da Vinci Code? Yeah, Da Vinci Code. and It has that type of feel to it. Okay. You know, with the, where Tom Hanks suddenly gets thrown into this thing and he's like, what just happened? How did I get into this conspiracy? And right. it's crazy and he's on the run and people are trying to kill him. He doesn't know who to trust. It's, it's similar to that. Um, but, you know, obviously very different just because of the plot and every, or the, the specifics of the plot. Right. So, but cool. If you like that kind of book, you probably like this. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and since... Friday at 11 p.m. I'm going to see Star Wars Episode 7. Nice. And Saturday at 9 a.m. I'm going to see Star Wars Episode 7. Nice. <laughs> in the same theater. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was uh, I was talking to Rock, and I'm like, are we going to go see it Friday, too? And he kind of get this got this sourpuss on, and I'm like, what? We, we went and saw the prequels three times each. Yeah. So I don't know what we're going to do yet, but if he doesn't go see it, I'm actually going to go with some other people on Saturday because we're seeing it Thursday night. I think it's seven o'clock. I think it is in Madison and then off Friday and then. Yeah. So I might if he doesn't want to see it again, I'm going to go up by my friends up north and, and see it or something. Well, I was only going to see it Friday at 11 because I'm dropping everybody off in Brooklyn <laughs> and I'm usually back here around nine. Okay. So I looked at the show times. And I was like, well, I can make 11 for sure. Sure. So I did that. And then that's all I was going to do. And then like a day or two ago, I got an email like, hey, there's tickets still available for Star Wars. And I was like, really? What? That's awesome. So I looked at, I was like, well, what about Saturday morning? Because I had thought about that. I thought, what if I want to see it again? Oh, it's going to be sold out all weekend. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I looked and there was a single seat. Near the back, that same, that exact same theater we saw Spectre in. Okay. Near the back, dead center. I was the, like, perfect. One seat, I'm in. <laughs> it's, I so mean, it's so weird, though, because it's going to be shown on so many screens. Yes. And they've already, what what they already sold, like 50 million or something? Dollars? Something crazy. I mean, they've, they've already, like, broken records, and yeah. it hasn't even come out yet. But I think... It's it's going to be a little bit easier to see the movie that opening weekend than than a lot of people think because it's going to be on so many screens. Yeah, I just well, you know, I mean, you went to that theater. I I did that oh, because yeah. it's it's three D, it's IMAX, and it's assigned seating. Yeah, and see the yeah. IMAX three D I'm seeing it in is actually bigger than the one we saw Spectre at. Yeah, I mean, and it's I just humongous. I just don't want to deal with having to be there hours beforehand well, and line up yeah. and rush to a seat or anything. And that's My, what sucks is that this doesn't do yeah. assigned seating. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's the best theater in the state. I guarantee you. But that's, that's what I wanted. So yeah, I'm, I'm set too. for I like, I like that. Friday night, 
Saturday morning. Going to see it. And <laughs> my wife was like, wait, why are you going to see it twice? And I said, because it's Star Wars. Star Wars? Um... <laughs> and she's like, but don't you want to like give yourself some time to digest it and go? I said, no, uh, because what? Star Wars. Yeah, what? <laughs> I said, I'm going to watch it. I'll, I'll digest it as I sleep and then I'll watch it again. Yep. <laughs> I said, I cannot wait. <laughs> I'm so I'm at eight out of 10 right now for, for hype. So, well, I'm not, I'm still not quite super hyped up. I mean, when it happens, when I get there, then I'll be like all butterflies and freaked out, yeah, but goosebumps and yeah, I don't get too hyped up about things anymore. Um, no, I mean, no I'm, shit, I'm, Josh. I'm excited, but yeah, I've, I've, just um, Josh, you check out this cool game. It's awesome. You're gonna love it. Eh. Yeah. I'll look at it if I get a chance. Well, I still haven't gotten Just Cause Three, so which I've played. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So because of that, I thought, well, I should go back and watch the whole, all of it. I really wanted to do that. I just don't have the time. I, I still haven't done. I, I've. I'm. I'm like a third of the well. A fourth of the way through getting the raffle tickets done for the raffle. Because every time I start on that, I get I have to either do something for work or whatever. And then, uh, like, traveling all over the place. I had to go home this weekend. I was just going to go for the night. Just go up and grab something and bring it back. And then, of course, the postal service didn't deliver my accumulated mail. So then I had to wait the next day. So I didn't take my laptop or anything with me. So I couldn't even get any work done. Uh, or a lot of the work done. Because I, I didn't have the videos with me to edit the videos from PSX and... Fuck! I mean, it was—it's just been that way for the entire week since I've been back from PSX. It's just yeah. there's always roadblocks, and I'm trying to get stuff done. It's driving me insane. So I figured I would watch one a day, and I was like, I got plenty of time. And then when I figured it out the other day, I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally have to watch one every day. Yeah. To get to episode six on Thursday, I was like, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> so I watched. Episode one on Saturday, and I don't care what you say, it is shitty. <laughs> it is fucking awful. Which one? Episode one. Oh, Phantom it's Menace? fucking awful. Yeah, it I, really, I really is. There, oh I, there's parts that I don't like, but I, I still enjoy the movie. Oh, the writing is so bad. I, the, the acting is so bad. It's I, just, there's oh. parts of the movie I still like, and, and <sighs> I just... All right, so I got through that and just felt dirty after watching that. And then I watched episode two last night, uh, and I was watching episode three mm-hmm. a little bit earlier today because uh, Lou was home. I had to be home for some stuff, and I finished everything I had to do. So I got to watch about a half hour of it, and not even, probably about 15, 20 minutes of it. <laughs> um and I just, I feel awful. So I had yeah. to take her out to do something and just came back here and I was just like, I need to lay down. I feel like garbage. Yeah. So I haven't had a chance to continue that. I'm hoping that I can finish it after we record. Nice. I don't know if I'm going to fall asleep in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a possibility. But then four, five, and six and I'm good to go. So... Nice. That's my plan, I hope. Yeah, I wanted we'll to, but my living situation right now just doesn't really lend itself to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's it. Cool. 
All right. Well, uh, obviously played a bunch of Star Wars Battlefront and Rainbow Six Siege uh, to work on the reviews for that, but we'll talk about that after the break. Uh, got to play, finally, uh, Nuclear Throne from Vlambeer. Uh, this is the long-awaited roguelike shooter, twin-stick shooter. Uh, I'm getting into it a little bit. It's it's a permadeath, so once you're dead, you're dead. You have to start over, kind of like Binding of Isaac. Um, it's cool. It's very visceral. A lot of stuff going on on the screen. Uh, the one thing I don't really like too much is that when you're firing, the screen will kind of have this little shake, like a little shimmy, and that really throws me off. But uh, I haven't played enough of it to really... Uh, like form an opinion about it yet, but it is cool that it's finally here. So I'm I'm very excited for that. Also, a bunch of Darius Burst Chronicle Saviors. So this is a side-scrolling shmup uh, series that's been around forever. Uh, one of my favorite series, actually. And this is the Darius machine that we've seen at round one a couple times, where it's three screens wide. You can play four player at the same time, and um, it's the same thing. You can you can play four players on this. The soundtrack is outstanding. Uh, it's a great game. And uh, the thing about it is it actually incorporates s- some of the different generations of the Darius series. So you can actually choose the, the original ship, which has no special weapons, no you know nothing. It's just the, the fire and the, and the missiles. Um, so I'm learning that. I, I streamed it, like, I think a week ago or so. And of course, I had the the Darius uh, fanatics on. And they were like, no, you got to do this and you got to do this. I'm like, I'm not playing this to win everything right now i'm just learning it and i kept saying that over and over They're like no you got to do this and i'm like i get it that's great but that's not why i'm how i'm playing it right now uh but it's fantastic it's it's a darius game and it's it's one of the better ones i've ever played it does really kind of uh bring a lot of elements in from the older uh, games back in the pc engine days uh even up to like g darius which was uh in the arcades and and was famously on the on the saturn and the, and the playstation uh, it pulls a lot of those generations into it, and I like what they're doing. It's still got the, the classic, you know, choose the next zone, ear, F, or whatever. Um, same crazy soundtrack, same gameplay, but uh, definitely kind of pulls almost some elements in from the bullet hell days. Not really bullet hellish, but more how much they throw at you at once in certain situations. Um, so I'm really happy with it so far. Uh, I haven't even touched the Vita version yet. I've just been playing on, v- on PS4, so... Uh, the Vita version I'll, I'll probably hopefully get to in a, in a day or two and uh, keep working on that one. <coughs> it's fun, though. I, I really like it. And then uh, the Uncharted 4 beta, which I didn't realize when we got back from PSX, was actually going until uh, today. This is the last day of it, I believe. Or yesterday, one of the two. So I got some time with it, which was nice, because I was kind of pissed off. I'm like, oh, you know, I only get like two hours with it before I have to leave for PSX. And uh, it's fun, man. It's, it's uh, you know, that whole... Being able to throw the grappling hook up and swing over really adds a lot to the gameplay and a lot to your options. Uh, I do like that you don't have to hit triangle to pick up ammo anymore. You can just run over ammo. You know, you could use the little trick of hitting circle to do your roll and then hit triangle so you don't have to stop to get your ammo. Um, and, I mean, there, there's a lot of modifiers now and also, like, these special attacks, uh, mystic, mystic attacks, uh, where you can, like, throw this grenade out and... It, it it will heal or even revive any of your teammates in a certain area. Uh, and, and it all has uh, uh, cooldown time for those kind of attacks. But some really cool stuff. You had, there's a lot of learning to do, a lot of customization. But uh, it actually seems like they kind of leaned more toward the gameplay and everything in Uncharted 2, which was good. Because 
in mine and a lot of pe- people's opinions, the multiplayer in two was better than three. So I, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm excited to play the full game when it finally comes out, obviously. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's nice. They just need to work on that matchmaking, which is funny because that was always a problem with three. So <laughs> obviously they haven't figured out the matchmaking yet. You know what? I I realized I got an email um, yeah. from Newegg. And okay. fuck Newegg. I'm fucking done with them. Because <laughs> this is like the third time this happened to me. Uh, I ordered the Uncharted collection. Okay. Uh, right around Black Friday because it was like 24 bucks or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I did it through PayPal. Okay. And then like five days later... I get an email that says, well, we couldn't verify your address, so we've canceled your order. The fuck? Yeah. But PayPal already has a verified address. Yes. Yes. And this is like the third time this has happened through Newegg. (sighs) I forget. Every single time I forget. And then it's like a year later at Black Friday, they do some crazy deal. I do it. And then this happens every freaking time. That's weird because I've never had a problem ordering something from Newegg. The only problem, the only thing with them is... Um, their shipping's really weird, and I'm we're so spoiled by Amazon. Yeah, that's one problem. Uh, but like shipping, all of a sudden it'll take like a week to get to me or something, and I forget that I ordered it, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, that's right, I ordered that. Hmm. Yeah, I forgot that I ordered that, hmm. and they apparently did send me an email. Yeah. Um, in the middle of you know all that Black Friday five billion emails that come yeah, through. Yeah. Oh my god. That said we're having a problem with your address. You need to come in and and change some, you know, change it to a different payment if you still want this. And because I missed that email, five days later they sent me an email saying, "Okay, we canceled it." <sighs> yeah. So I never did pick that up. Um, and I did look up Zico Spy on Twitter. Uh, is who asked me about this book. It's oh, this, is this copy? I think it is, isn't it? Uh, Zikospy? It's Zikospy. Okay. <laughs> Z-I-C-O-S-P-Y. Oh, okay. Yeah. Zikospy or Zikospy, whichever. Um, I never his, know what half these names are. Yeah. It's his father-in-law and it's the first book he's got published. Yes. Okay. So it is. Cool. Like a, a brand new author. Exciting. Nice. So it's cool. I could break I could break this brand new author. You could get a quote on the back of the second <laughs> pressing of this book. The second printing. Yeah. Could you imagine? I Box think it's quote. neat. From PlayStation Nation. <laughs> huh? Why why do I care what a PlayStation guy said? What? Uh that'll be funny. For yeah, for all the times that I've had publishers say, "Can we use this quote?" Yeah, yeah, and then they never do. <laughs> it would be nice That'd if be somebody actually if it was like did a at some point. One, yeah, That's it would funny. be hilarious if that would be the first one that did it. And then you'll have to take a picture of yourself like in a smoking jacket with a pipe in your mouth and glasses <laughs> on, sitting cross-legged on like a big leather chair. Yeah, with my a, opinion with counts. A, <laughs> with a giant fireplace behind me, oh, bearskin rug at my feet. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh that just reminded me the smoking jacket just reminded me i i had the tv on for some reason the the video on demand i remembered that the video on demand is tied into voodoo or one of those yeah on on verizon 
So because of that, anything I have on Vudu, I could watch on the TV. Technically. Okay. I mean, they don't have everything, obviously. So I went, oh, yeah, does that is that in there? And I looked in. I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, look at all these movies. And I was like, oh, let me see how one works. Let me see how it looks. So I picked Weird Science. Mm-hmm. I ended up watching half the movie. <laughs> and the whole time, I'm just doing the lines there's, there's with... nothing wrong with that. I'm doing the lines with the movie because I've seen it that many times. Like yeah. I, I was doing the entire movie. Nice. And I was dying the entire time. It has... Nothing like some young Robert Downey Jr. Oh, my gosh. So many great lines. So many great things in that movie. It's, it's it's such a great movie. Yeah, I don't care what people say. It is one of John Hughes' best, in my opinion. I agree. It, because it's so off the wall compared to his other stuff. And so freaking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Great cast. Great acting in it. And uh, the the scene where... You know, they made Lisa, they're getting ready to go out for the night. And Anthony Michael Hall has the, the red smoking jacket on and his hair's all <laughs> slicked back. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it was so awesome. Yep. Oh, and nice. I love that movie so much. Oh, I do too. I adore it. And I had to, I was like halfway through it. I'm like, I can't, I, can't, I don't have time for this. And I turned it <laughs> off. I was like, I'm going to watch this whole fucking movie again. Like, I haven't seen it a thousand times there's, already. There's worse things you could have spent your time on. It's true. It's true. But literally, I know that movie backward and forward. It's crazy. I don't know if I have it memorized anymore, but it'd be an interesting <sighs> test. Well, that's what I thought. And the moment I started it, I went right through and I'm doing all the lines with them as they go. I was wow. like, holy shit. I still remember all this. That's awesome. I love it. Oh, <laughs> fucking love it. Nice. <laughs> What does it? <laughs> they're talking about the grandson. The grandson. Yeah, the the grandparents are sitting at the at the restaurant. Oh yeah, talking about going. We should go see what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> He'd like our company or something like that. Nothing's more important to a fifteen-year-old boy than his grandparents. Than his grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> he won't, you know. He doesn't stand for baloney. <laughs> See, he looks ha- they look happy. Oh, fuck. I love that. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, All right. Well, something else that's really awesome. Uh, my replacement Gear VR showed up. Ooh. So if people don't know what this is, uh, Samsung, in conjunction with Oculus, uh, made – and, and this is the third iteration. This is actually the retail unit because there were a couple of units available early called the innovation units or something like that. Um, but Samsung – uh, released this VR headset that works with specific Samsung phones and devices. So this one actually works with four different phones. It works with the Samsung Galaxy S6, the S6 uh, Edge, the Galaxy Note 5, and I think the S6 Plus. Plus uh, S6 Plus, yeah. So the cool thing is it's 99 bucks, so it's not like you know a full Oculus VR that's going to be like three, 400 bucks, whatever. Um, but it uses my phone as the display. So, so kind of like Google Cardboard, kind of like the, the one that Sam made for us. You pop your phone into it. But unlike Cardboard and the one Sam made for us, the Gear VR actually has its own sensors and its own gyroscope built into it. So the tracking is way, way better. Like the tracking is almost as good as PlayStation VR. Yeah. I, I was stunned by how good and how smooth everything is. But what you don't get with this is the actual positional VR. So 
P- PlayStation VR uses the, the, the PS4's camera to triangulate your position. So when you can actually duck out of the way and you can, you know, you can move forward. Like when you're playing Eve Valkyrie, you can lean forward physically and you can get closer to the, to the stuff and, and it gets clearer because you're actually moving, moving toward it. So what this is is full head tracking, like right, left, up, down, but not positional like ducking down or moving forward, moving back. So just to give you kind of a, a comparison of what's going on. But the cool thing is it uses the Oculus Store uh, for the apps and everything. So you, once you plug this thing in, like I, so I have a Galaxy S6. I plug my Galaxy S6 into it, and right away it, it just pops up and says you need to download the Oculus Store. You take the phone back out, hit the thing, because you can't actually go to the Play Store and, and pull the Oculus Store down. You have to let it link you to it. <clears throat> so grab the store, put it on there. And then I go onto my phone, and I, I can just look through the store on the phone regularly. I don't have to be in the headset. Um, and I grabbed a couple of games. So Eve Valkyrie is from CCP Games, the ones that do Dust 541 as well. Um, they have a VR game called Eve Gunjack. And it's in the same universe. And everybody's like, you have to play it. You have to play it. So obviously, that's the first one I grabbed. But another one I grabbed that I played before that, uh, because Gunjack was still downloading... Played another one called Bandit Six, and what Bandit Six is, you play a gunner on a B seventeen bomber. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, so concepts <clears throat> are really cool. The implementation's a little weird because <laughs> to make it harder, they just make the planes go back and forth when they're coming at you. But uh, full head tracking, and and what they have on the headset itself is on the right side is a, kind of a virtual D pad, but it's a touch. Uh, kind of like a touch screen, but it's you know it's it's just on the side of the headset. In the middle, you can just tap, and that's your OK button. And then there's a physical button above it for back. <clears throat> so some of the stuff you can actually do just with the headset. And Bandit Six is one of them. You can just hold down the thing to fire your guns, and you're moving your head. You know, I, I wasn't doing full 360, 360 degrees, but a really good uh, range of, of of motion. Like you can look way far to the right, right way far to the left, and it's fun. Um, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, this isn't bad. You get a lot of depth and, and it, it very clear. Uh, you know, some people have complained about kind of a, a, a screen door effect because, you know, you're magnifying your phone screen. And I kind of see it, but it doesn't bother me. So that, that was one thing. Uh, but then I put Gunjack in. So Gunjack's kind of that same formula where you're a gunner on one of the ships. And all these enemies are coming in waves and they're uh, like you have... Uh, like bigger capital ships and everything else, but holy shit! Like it, you start off in the hangar, and the hangar's huge, like in Valkyrie kind of, and they raise you up on this platform, and you're looking all around. You can look behind you. The full 360 degree thing works on it, and the depth is insane on this little thing. I, I was blown away. So the cool thing is, instead of using the D-pad and everything on the side, a lot of these games will let you, if you have a Bluetooth controller, you can use that for, like, fire and everything else. Not for movement on, on, on these two games, at least, but you can use it to fire your weapons and everything else instead of having, having your hand up on the side of your face all the time. So I bought Samsung's controller that they make for this, these devices, and I didn't realize it from the pictures because the pictures were a weird angle because I thought it was just regular analog uh, sticks and everything else, but it's not. It uses those stupid analog slider discs like in the 3DS. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I was like, ah. Oh. But 
I was tweeting about some of the stuff, and one of our friends at Steel Series saw that and emailed me and said, "Hey, we make a controller. Would you like to try it?" So it showed up today, and I was talking to some people at PSX, and every single person I talked to that tried the Gear VR in some way talked about that Steel Series controller. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. So I haven't tried it yet, but seriously, thank you to SteelSeries for sending those, or for sending that controller. Uh, You can already tell it looks better. And actually, it's got the analogs like the PlayStation controller, where they're both on the bottom and not skewed. So that was really nice to see. So uh, I'm I'm excited as hell to talk about it. I will definitely talk about it next week. Um, But it's cool. If you have one of these Galaxy devices, 99 bucks ain't bad for this VR headset for what it does. It's really neat, too, because... It's got a slot so that you can plug your headphones into it and not be obscured. I even used Bluetooth head- headphones with it, and it sounded great. But also, the retail edition is the first time they've done this, where it actually has a slot on the bottom. Obviously, it's a little weird, but it's got a port on the bottom to plug your power into so that it doesn't kill your phone's battery. So you have power the whole time. Huh. Because the v- Gear VR is actually powered off of your phone's battery. For the gyros and everything, which obviously is, is very low power usage, but still. Uh, but, it, you know, it comes with the full three straps on your head. Really, really comfortable. Um, I don't get any light leakage whatsoever because uh, my face is fat. And uh, it, it's really kick-ass, dude. And it, the reason I was so hyped on this is because you and I have gotten a, a few chances to play PlayStation VR. I've gotten a chance to play Oculus a couple times. And... Because I know that this stuff is going to be so big next year, I kind of wanted to get into that mode a little bit more, and I kind of wanted to see what's coming. Because there are some games on even Gear VR that I can use that controller like a first-person shooter, where I can actually use it for movement and everything else. And So I, for me, it was just kind of a... It's, it's kind of like preseason for me. And for 99 bucks, it's a steal in my opinion. Uh, I'm already impressed with it. And there's like this... There's this really cool kind of VR um, demo thing on there uh, where you're under the sea and you can choose like to have a uh, under the sea under the sea. <laughs> uh, you can choose to have like a, a great white shark and it puts you in a, into a cage, uh, or you can choose to have dolphins swimming around you or a, a huge whale and everything else. And I was at my parents for the last couple of days for the for the football game, and my step niece and her wife came to town for a few days and they came over today. And they wanted to see it, so we hooked them up, and I put the great white shark on one of them. <laughs> and all of a sudden, ah! Because <laughs> it came right up to the to the thing, like on the on the deep on PlayStation VR. Now, obviously, it doesn't look as good as the deep on the PlayStation VR, but it looks pretty damn good. I mean, these this Galaxy S6 pushes some serious pixels. So, it's cool. I mean, obviously, it's not like a $400 or $300, whatever the PSVR is going to be, whatever Oculus is going to be. Obviously, this doesn't have that kind of power, but it's better than you would expect. And that was the coolest part about this. So, super excited. I'm going to be playing it like crazy. Um, the only thing I don't like about it, and this was happening on, the, on the, oh, the earlier editions of it, was that every now and then it would get to a temperature and it would say, all right, you have to stop and let it cool down for a while. And huh. from all indications, they had fixed that problem. Well, while I was playing Gun Jack, oh, you have to let it cool down. I'm like, come on, Really? So I was a little upset about that, but it's cool, man. I'm so psyched. Uh, and then last but not least, I got this DVD. It's a uh, spaghetti western that was made in the 60s. Uh, 
that I found out is actually kind of a big influence on The Hateful Eight from Quentin Tarantino. Also, side note, found out today, and actually when we're done recording, I'm going to buy tickets. Uh, so they're doing a 100-theater road show for The Hateful Eight uh, that are showing the movie in full 70 millimeter. which there were a handful of theaters that showed it like that for Interstellar and for, um, oh, what was the other movie? There was another one recent that they showed um, because they shot them in IMAX, but this was actually shot on the old... 70 millimeter cameras, well, 65 millimeter, uh, from the 60s, all the Panavisions. And uh, the Weinsteins actually bought every 70 millimeter projector they could find. And they're distributing them and re teaching the projectionists how to use these things. And they're going to go all over the country and even into Europe to show the movie in the full aspect ratio. And we found out today that one of the theaters in Milwaukee actually is going to show it. Well, I was, there's three in New Jersey. And there's three in Chicago. We, and Rock and I were going to go down to Chicago to see it. But all of a sudden, boom, the Marcus Majestic here in, in Milwaukee is going to have it. So I'm just super, super psyched because I have to see this in 70. And for those that wonder if they see, you know, they shot it in 65 millimeter, but it's shown in 70. The other five millimeters is for the audio tracks. So you actually don't see those. Um, but that that's why there's a difference when you read any articles. But I'm insanely psyched for this. Tarantino's one of my favorite filmmakers ever. Uh, this movie, he did so old school, it's actually got an intermission in it. Uh, like, all kinds of cool shit like that. So, I'm I'm just, I'm stoked to see this movie. Um, yeah, so, uh, but anyway. So, this movie, I uh, got on DVD. Klaus Kinski's in it, actually. And I always like Klaus Kinski. Uh, called The Great Silence. And it's a spaghetti western from, I want to say, 68 DVD's not the greatest quality in the world. There were actually three different DVDs. I got the newest one, and even that one, the print is pretty sketchy. Uh, but I'd heard about this movie. I'd never seen it, and, and this kind of finally got me to, to buy the DVD. It was like 10 bucks on Amazon. Uh, great spaghetti western. And those that might not know what a, a spaghetti western is, it's a western movie made in Italy, basically. You know, ha-ha, spaghetti. Um, but this one... It's worth watching, for sure. A very brutal movie, really cool style. Uh, the main character's actually a mute, and that's why they call it The Great Silence. His, everybody knows him as Silence. Um, Klaus Kinski's this, this bounty hunter that's in it. And it's kind of funny to see, because it all happens in a lot of snow and everything, like, well, there's the Hateful Eight influence right there. Um, but wow, what an ending. And I'm not going to give it away, obviously, but holy shit, what an ending. So... Uh, if you get a chance, I wouldn't say run out and buy it or whatever unless you're really into these kind of movies. But uh, it's definitely worth watching. It's really cool. But it's it, I don't see it on any streaming services anywhere. And so I just picked it up for 10 bucks. But it, it's a neat movie. Uh, very glad I bought it. My stepdad wants to see it really bad, so I left it there this weekend. But, yeah, that's, that's it for me, though. Well, I forgot. Uh, your VR thing reminded me. I got that Game Vice. Oh, yeah, for the it iPhone. up. Yeah. Awesome, man. So I got the review copy. And this is the one that I've talked about before, and we're, we're going to write a dual review for this. Um, but I got it for the iPad Mini a while back, and I was talking about it, and I never got a review written. Um, but they brought an iPhone one out when we were at PSX. One that fits the iPhone 6. Right, that right. That was the big deal. Um, so, yeah, I put the phone in and tried it out. Um, it has its own app. 
but the app just kind of lists all the games. Yeah, the app's a list, and then if you click on it, it links you to the iTunes store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I tried it out with a couple games that I already had on there on the phone because okay. I was like, I'm not paying for game. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the games I tried it out with, it works beautifully. It's fantastic. That's actually, one thing that Apple's done really well. And Google's doing the same thing with Google Games, but I, Apple's done really well at kind of making a standard now. Mm-hmm. And that controller handle or is compatible with that standard. Well, I actually bought the official Namco Pac-Man. Ooh. Simply because it worked with it. And I tried it out and I was like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Really? Like <laughs> lag free and it's perfect. Nice. It's absolutely perfect. I'm impressed with the one for the iPad. Yeah. So I got to mess around with it for a little bit and it's pretty freaking awesome. Nice. Yeah, we'll get that review up soon. I got I gotta do the Star Wars one and the Rainbow Six one, and I gotta finish the one for the headphones and I gotta do the Darius Burst one. God damn it. And the Wolfenstein one. Yeah. So, but it'll get written. That's cool. I, I actually want to use mine again, so maybe we'll talk more about it next week. Try a few games on them. Yep. Yeah, very cool. All right, well, let's take our break. Uh, when we come back, my reviews of Star Wars Battlefront, uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Josh will talk about what's going on around PS Nation. We've got a couple of emails, and we'll get the heck out of here. We'll talk to you in a minute. that time kids you know what that means around ps nation all right uh so kicking off tgi sunday uh which apparently they did a multiplayer this past sunday in gauntlet yeah i uh, didn't get to see it don't know how it went uh, i was at lambeau field uh, this upcoming Sunday, by popular demand, oh. uh, Keith will be playing Bloodborne. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So that should yes. be interesting. That should be I. That's Sunday, huh? Depending on when he does it, I may have to watch that one. Yeah. So check the forums. He'll have all the information up there. Um, at psnation.com/forums. Uh, Hutz, H-U-T-Z-72, sent us two messages. One, that his name was Hutz72. <laughs> the right. other, that, hi, I have no one to play with on Terraria on okay. my PS Vita. 
That's a shame. So if anybody has Terraria on the Vita and they want to play, hit up Huts. How was that spelled again? H-U-T-Z, number seven, number two. Huts 72. All right. Hit him up. Hit him up. Friend bomb him. Give him some Terraria friends. All right. So we also had some reviews go up. A lot more in the pipeline. Uh, a lot more. Because uh, we're getting ready for the golden mine carts soon. Yeah. Uh, so we had ba- 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 Batman Arkham Knight. Nice. We finally got a review up for that from Sean. He seemed to kind of like it, I'd say. You have to read the review. I liked it mostly. The tank <laughs> stuff got a little uh, frustrating at times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we had the Monopoly Plus DLC review of Rabbids, <laughs> Just Dance, and My Little Pony. Uh, I totally trolled Chaz on that one. Which would have been great if there had been more to this DLC. It's staggeringly bad. Yeah, that's what I was hearing. It was just funny because I was joking around with the PR person when they, because I mean, we get all these PR blasts every day for stuff. And there was one email that we got that said, you know, now available for Monopoly uh, DLC for My Little Pony. And I wrote back to her in all caps, finally. And she actually she, she sent back an email. Oh, here's a review code. I'm like, oh, no. So I got on the thing or on our chat, our, our team chat, and I was like, hey. Anybody want to review some DLC from Monopoly? And Chaz's like, yeah. So I threw him the code and he goes, wait, you don't want to review this, do you? I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs) Sucker. (laughs) Sucker. All right. So uh, Sean also got up a Super Star Wars review for the PS4 only. Nice. Um, That's one that is cross-buy, cross-save. And PlayStation TV compatible. Nice. So it does work on the Vita. Uh, do an forced, slightly better edition for the PS4, which is kind of a Diablo-esque type, sort of. Okay. Type of game. Um, not quite as good. Hmm. And that was done by Ray. Okay. And the forums are jumping. And that's about it. All right, then. Uh, We did. Did I? I added all those uh, affiliate links. Yeah, you talked about those a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because you didn't get them up in time for Black Friday. Yeah, so they're up. NFL shop, NHL shop. Put me in the story. We got that one. Yeah. Oh, we did. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope people are actually using it. (laughs) Um, After all that begging we did. Besides me. Yeah. Uh, because seriously, you will constantly, almost daily, I get 40% off coupons. And every now and then a 50% off. Yeah. So seriously, if you're looking for something for kids, that's a great way to go. Yeah. Uh, but then NHL shop, NFL shop, NBA store. Nice. Dude. Yeah, we got some good stuff up there. And Entertainment Earth, which that I'm kind of excited about. I We get a ton of emails from them, but I really don't. I haven't looked at them yet. 
I've been getting a lot of stuff from them. They were doing all of the Venture Brothers figures. That's right. Which, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I never bought any of them directly from Entertainment Earth. I bought one or two things from them at Comic-Con. Right. But I've never bought stuff on the website because I'm like, eh, the prices. I mean, I get it. They're, they're limited run figures, so they're going to be expensive. Right. Um, but it was always one of those, eh, I don't know, I don't know. But hey, if they're one of our affiliates now, and the podcast is getting some money back. Heck yeah. yeah I might look a little closer at some of this stuff now. You know, you, you should probably let me know what all you've added, because we're probably going to have to put our tax info and everything for all those in. Well, they're all on there on the page. Yeah. Well... Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Because right. I need login info and shit. <laughs> it's it's all in the document. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I just thought of that. Yeah. Because I just had to redo them all for Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right, well, Star Wars Battlefront first up. I mean, I've talked a lot about, about this the last few weeks uh, because of all the internet hate for a lot of it, but... Uh, Star Wars Battlefront is made by the by Dice, who obviously brought us a lot of the uh, Battlefield games, uh, but it's pretty much only multiplayer. Uh, there is a little bit of single player in this, but you're playing against AI. Uh, there's there's no actual campaign in this. There's no uh, mission based stuff except for the fact that you know you can go in and play what what's called battles in the mission section, and pretty much it's just uh, you get objectives like. T- uh, defend this area for so long or uh, what was I doing? Like just killing a bunch of enemies basically. It, it was just a horde mode a- a- to a certain extent. Uh, you can also do uh, like battles against your friend. Uh, you can have one friend that you battle against. One of them plays dark side. One of them plays light side. Uh, and you have a bunch of AI opponents as well. Uh, but that's pretty much the single player, honestly. It, it's There's not much to it. Uh, there's also a survival, which, again, is surviving waves of enemies, you know, horde mode. So, and training. There's also training, which, actually, I do recommend going through the training because it shows you how to use a lot of the powers, how to pilot, like, your X-Wings, A-Wings, that sort of thing, and also how to pilot your ground vehicles, like the AT-ATs, the ATSTs. Um, and there's different star levels that you can earn. There's, like... In the training, you can earn up to 15 stars, and the stars help you later on with uh, opening up new items, opening up new uh, uh, outfits, that sort of thing. So it's worth doing, I guess, if you're really going to get into this game. But the meat of it, obviously, is the multiplayer. Uh, You can do online games from around six players to uh, 40. You can have up to 40 in some of the uh, the bigger modes. The modes, it's kind of funny. Like They don't call them what they are. Uh, a lot of these modes are going to be very familiar to you once you start playing them, but they have different names. So uh, there's one called Turning Point, and it's this huge... It, it, it's the only... It, it's it's It only happens on the Battle of Jakku, which is actually a, uh, a map that was added about, I think, two weeks after the game came out or three weeks after the game came out. Uh, it was a pre-order bonus that you got for Battle of Jakku, uh, and then now it's free for everybody, which is kind of nice that they made it free because... If it's not free, nobody's going to play the damn thing, you know, and it's just going to get forgotten. But uh, Turning Point is kind of uh, like a capture, not capture the flag, but uh, like the chained capture. Like you have to capture this one, go on to the next one, go on to the next one. 
Uh, it's fun. It's 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 very fast paced, very crazy. Um, but you've played it before, uh, so don't expect any really like new modes besides uh, Walker Assault. Uh, Supremacy is again kind of that chained uh, capture, that chained conquest. Uh, Walker Assault is probably the the coolest mode in it, where you know if you're playing as the rebels, you're trying to uh, defend Hoth, or you're trying to defend uh, on Endor, and you've got Adats walking towards you slowly, and you're trying to keep these uplinks activated so that you, your Y wings can lock onto the ad, uh, onto the Adats, and then once they take the shields down, you can blast at them and, and try to take them out. Uh, it's a really fun mode. It, it's great for 40 player. It's it's probably the mode I play the most so far. Um, if you have a really good team, man, you can be very very effective. Uh, but that kind of playing that mode, especially, kind of brings to 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 the top something that I really kind of I don't know if I don't like it, but maybe it's just that I'm not used to it. And that is because this is born of the battlefield people. I'm used to having different classes available, so assault, engineer, medic, etc. And in Battlefront, you're all the same class, but you can have different loadouts. So you'll have different weapons, and all the weapons are available to all all the loadouts. Basically, you have to build up stars and build up rank to be able to purchase more or unlock more that can be purchased. And you know you earn all these all these points within every match, so you just have to keep grinding away at it. Um, but I, you know, I've always played as engineer in all the battlefields. I've always played as an engineer. I want a rocket launcher. I want to be able to take out the heavy stuff. And instead of that, now you have uh, pickups all over the map. These little blue icons that you pick up, and one of them can be a homing missile, or one of them can be. Um, you can throw up a, sh- a personal shield, which is really badass, like a little squad shield, because it's the shields from Phantom Menace that they use on the planet, where you hear that boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it, it kind of deadens all the sound around you. Um, they have that, and they have like if you're playing as um, as uh, the Empire, you can pick up one where you can actually pilot an AT-AT, where you're not really piloting; you're running the guns on the AT-AT. Or you can get an ATST, which you're actually walking around with and firing with. Uh, on the rebel side, you can pick up an A-wing, or you can pick up an X-wing, and all of a sudden you'll be transported into that, and you're flying the A-wing or the X-wing. Um, so it, it's a little more random, you know. And, and I don't mind that too much, and I'm getting used to it because I'm I'm, I'm so used to for for so many years playing battlefield games. Probably a good wow, what thirteen years now that the battlefield games have been around. I'm used to being able to pull out that rocket launcher at any time. So it's just getting used to the differences and, and not having different classes. Uh, it's it's interesting because it seems to kind of simplify things a little bit for the balance, for the weapon balance and everything else. And, you know, there's still certain things you can have, uh, and I've talked about this in the past, where you can have um, different items on each hand. So on your right hand you can have uh, like a sniper rifle, which is a one-shot sniper rifle that has a cooldown. Uh, you can have a grenade, and you can have, uh, I don't even know what, what items I've been using lately. You can have a card and two items on each hand, but you can only choose one hand at a time when you go into a battle. So you can have do two different configurations, which is nice. Um, but it's a little, it, it's still like a little stifling. But at the same time, you're, they're basically doing to you what they've been doing to you in Call of Duty for a long time. And that is you have a certain amount of points you can use in all the slots, and that's it. So that's how they they handle their weapons balance. 
overall, the weapons balance has been pretty good so far. They have been improving it a little bit. Um, I'm using a slower gun for my main weapon that that has a lot more impact when it hits them. So I can I can take somebody out in three shots, basically. Or you can do like the regular laser pistol, which fires faster. You have to hit the guy a lot more times, and a headshot obviously is a little bit better for you. Um, so I, I really like what they're doing with it. it. It's just getting used to it. You know, you're so used to Battlefield. You go into this, and, and it's just it's such a difference. Luckily, the beta was out, and and you know you could do things with the beta and, and learn kind of the mechanics of it. Um, there's also Fighter Squadron, which you're flying in the skies. You, you're it's all air battles, uh, which is pretty interesting. Uh, like if you're over Hoth, uh, you have to protect the transport ship. So all of a sudden they'll say like, "Oh, the transport's about ready to go." All the Empire's uh, ships go after it, and you have to come in and try to defend it so it can take off. So there's still kind of a mission accomplishment in the uh, the fighter squadron uh, 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 mode. Uh, there's blast mode, which is just team deathmatch. There's cargo, which is essentially capture the flag. Uh, drop zone, which again is kind of it's kind of conquest, but it's random. These like pods will drop out of the sky, and you have to go over and hold them for a while. Uh, so it's more like headquarters, basically, uh, than capture the flag. Uh, droid run is uh, you, there's you have to capture and hold three moving droids. So it's conquest with moving targets, basically, like they did in Battlefield Hardline. Uh, hero hunt is a single hero against a squad of enemies. So kind of, kind of sorta horde mode. Heroes versus villains is kind of fun. It's a round based combat uh, with all the different um, team members are different quote-unquote heroes, like Leia, Han, Luke, Vader, Emperor Palpatine, etc. And then the last one being Turning Point, uh, which, that again, that's the one that's on uh, Jakku right now, which is a huge battle. That map is humongous. So that's that's something, too. Let's talk about the maps. So initially, I think it comes with 11 or 12 maps, and Battle of Jakku is one of them. Um, But the problem is, you're held to only four maps per mode, essentially. So, yeah, there's 12 maps in the game, but you're not going to be able to play all 12 for each mode. So if you're playing Walker Assault, you're only going to have uh, the sulfur, uh, whatever, the sulfur thing, which is a big volcano. Uh, you've got Hoth, and you've got Endor, and I think those are the only three for that mode. And I think that's where a lot of people are complaining, is that it seems like there's not a lot of content right now because... It's split up so much, and you really don't have access to all the content right away because you have to play the different modes. Um, and I don't see any reasoning for that. It's not like, oh, well, if you want to play it, we want to force you to play all the modes. That's bullshit. Because I'll tell you what, in every battlefield, all I've ever played is Conquest. That's all I ever play. And they know that. They know a lot of people are like that. Uh, in terms of character models and, and different outfits you can do. There's a ton of stuff that you can do for, for personalization, and I like it. The thing is you have to unlock a lot of it, and you have to purchase a lot of it with in-game currency. Same way with guns. Same way with weapons. Same way with cards. Same way with uh, your secondary weapons. Everything has to be unlocked. Everything has to be purchased with in-game currency. And it doesn't. you don't build it up very quickly. You do at the start, you kind of build it up, but as you go along in progression, it goes a lot slower. And, uh, you know, they're probably trying to force you to pay for some in-game currency, obviously, but you don't have to. I have not done that yet, and I've got quite a few uh, good items already. But with all of that, with the changes in not having any actual classes, with a very limited amount of maps per mode, 
the game's awesome. Like the core game is so good. If you're a Star Wars fan, especially, it's so good. Dice has done such an amazing job at capturing the look, the sounds, and the feel of the Star Wars universe. With something that I've grown up with since I was five years old. It feels like I'm in a Star Wars movie when I'm playing this game. Yeah. And it never gets old. It's just, everything is so crisp and so clean and such a great frame rate. And the audio blows your mind. Like, all of a sudden, Boba Fett's Slave One flies over you and you hear that unique sound. And you're, like, looking around going, where the shit is it? Where is it? Where is it? Because Boba Fett's one of the heroes as well, or one of the villain's heroes. Um you know, you hear a lightsaber behind you because all of a sudden Vader's running up behind you or whatever. Uh, you know, and, and that's the thing. That's another one of the pickups are these heroes in, in certain battles. So all of a sudden you'll have a pickup where you can play as Luke Skywalker for a little bit. You don't have to earn it. You just find the pickup and, and grab it before somebody else does. You know, if you're Vader, you can do a force choke on somebody, then throw your lightsaber and blow up an enemy ship if you're good enough. That's that video they showed at PSX. Um, it feels like Star Wars. Uh, the maps are huge, bigger than Battlefield Four by far, and especially when you're playing in Endor, which you know is so lush with foliage and trees and everything else, you almost f- get lost. And it's so rare that you hit the border of the map. And when you're looking at it, you would never tell that that's a border of the map. You have to see it on the the little mini map itself. Um, I just. Every sound you know is there, you know, and it's just, it pulls me in and I don't even get, (laughs) well, I won't say I won't get, I don't get sick of playing the same three maps over and over on, on Walker Assault, but it takes a lot longer for me to get sick of it. And I do want more maps. I really, really do. And, and, but that's the inherent problem with how EA does their, their season passes. And that is a lot of people are already pissed off about this game because there's so few maps in each mode. And it's become the in thing on the internet this week to bitch about Star Wars Battlefront that I guarantee you a lot of people haven't bought the season pass for this. So when those new maps come out and I have the season pass and I go to play it, there's not going to be as many people to play with. And it's going to really piss me off because these new maps are going to be awesome, I'm sure. And you can tell they put a lot of time and effort into this game. Um, Multiplayer is great. I haven't really had any problems with matchmaking whatsoever. Um, the one thing I don't like is it's, I I can't squat up right now because none of my friends have this game, number one. Um, but they've made it next to impossible to play with your friends, which is really bad. Uh, they don't have a server browser at all. So you have to do an auto join and they always put you on a server that's almost full. It'll tell you right on the screen, putting you in a server that's almost full. So if you're in the game and your friend wants to join up with you, most likely they won't be able to, even if they're in your party. Uh, we've had problems with people trying to join on somebody else in the party, all kinds of stuff like that. It's got a squad system. It's only four-player, which is weird. And I think that's a shitty decision, a really shitty decision, because the big thing of these games and the reason I have over 600 hours in Battlefield 4 is because I could squad up with my friends and play it every night. And this is next to impossible to consistently play with your friends. And that is something they need to fix right away. Right away. It should already be fixed, in my opinion. So, 
with the good, with the bad, everything else. Um, even putting aside my love for Star Wars and everything else, uh, I'm going to give this a 7.5. Because there are very core things that are broken right now. Not being able to play with your friends and a lack of content per mode, I think, really kills this game at 60 bucks. And I'm not going to grade this game on if you bought the season pass as well. So 7.5 for that. Hmm. <clears throat> but I'm going to play it all the time. Yeah. That's the thing. So. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Another one. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, you know, we had two betas. They had the closed beta that we played. And that was next to impossible to play. And then they released an open beta a week before the game came out. It's right before we went to PSX. Um, and the betas were bad. Uh, when the game worked, it was fantastic. But getting it to work consistently, especially when you want to play with your friends, which is kind of the core thing that I want out of this game is to play with my friends, uh, it would literally crash. And, you know, we had some people defending the beta that was a week before the game came out saying, you know, it's a beta, it's a beta. I'm like, you know what? No, not a week before it comes out. You bring out a beta a week before the game comes out, that's a demo. That's a demo. What are they testing? And obviously they weren't testing shit in the first beta because everything that was happening in the first beta was happening in the second beta. And I'm, when I say crashing, I mean literally crashing out to the interface of the PS4. Constantly. And so it has, it has squad. You can do up a squad of up to five people rarely we would get like four people in a, in a party and it would work. Like we'd get a squad going, a fifth random would join up. It was great. It would work. And then like one of our friends, Hey, can I get in? All right. So we'd back out, we'd get the friend in and then mayhem. Either one person would get into the match. The other people didn't, or like two people would get in. The other one wouldn't, or it would just crash for three people. So I was like, all right, I'm a little reserved on this for the full game. Full game comes out, download it. My first match, crash. Crash right up to desktop. So that wasn't a very good start. I get it. First night, you know, and actually I was playing it on Monday night before the game came out. So officially it wasn't even out yet. So I said, all right, I'll give them a day. Maybe the servers aren't ready to go yet. I'll give it a day. <clears throat> so I get home Tuesday, start playing it. Boom, crash. Right when I tried to join a friend. All right. Let's try it again. Got in with a friend. Played with a friend. We had three other randoms in our squad. Worked fine for a little while. Crash. Kept crashing. All the time, crashing. I deleted it off my hard drive. Reinstalled it. Crash. 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 Wow. Yeah. Not good. <clears throat> but like I said, when the game works, it's great. It's fantastic. Uh, tactical shooter that we haven't had for so long smaller than rainbow six vegas you know it's they're not these humongous maps anywhere they're not said rainbow six vegas well but that time it wasn't a mistake (laughs) it'll still happen i know um but you said it yeah i know but i have to compare it because that's kind of the last rainbow six that everybody really played so long ago you know and i I loved rainbow six vegas uh vegas 2 didn't really like too much the first one loved it used to play on the 360 all the time and then they lost all my stats one day and i went Fuck this. PS, PS3, even though it was built in Unreal Engine, it ran like shit on PS3, kind of, comparatively. Still played it like crazy on PS3. Loved it. This really got my attention to D3. Uh, the, the whole rock, paper, scissor aspect of it. 
where you know you're you're putting barriers up along the walls so it's tougher to get through them but then some other bo- or the other team somebody can have a round that will actually cut right through that reinforcement but then you can electrify that reinforcement if you have another attachment which will kind of negate that you know the other charges they have and i love that aspect i love the fact that there are spots in the floor that you can bash to drop down a level. So let's say your your objective's on the second floor. You can go up to the third floor and drop right down on them without them knowing. Or you can surprise them. You know, you can set a remote charge, move around to a door, set off that charge so they all turn toward that door. You bust in the other door with a sledgehammer because your buddy's got a sledgehammer, and you take them all out. And it's very, it, it, again, like Rainbow Six, it's very realistic so a couple of shots will take a guy down. This isn't like Call of Duty or Battlefield where they have a ton of, of armor on, that sort of thing, and it takes you know 80 shots to take them out. You can get somebody with a pistol in the head if they don't have a helmet on. You can take them out in one shot. So I love the tactical aspect of it. There's cameras everywhere. So uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the, the people defending can use these cameras, but the, the people that are attacking can send little drone cameras in ahead of time to try to find out where you are and where your objective is. You can place those those drones so you can even access them after the match actually starts. Um, but the other team can shoot those drones out if they see them. So it's it's this entire game built around rock, paper, scissors. And it works. It freaking works. Communication is key, which is, is funny because, again, it's awesome when you can play it and when your communications work. But because you want to play with your friend, you're fucked. So it's kind of a catch-22. But it, oh, this is so frustrating because we love playing this game and then it crashes on us in 15 minutes and you try it again and you try it again. And, and that's the biggest crux of the whole situation. It's a game I want to play. And unlike EA with Battlefront and a lot of their other games, you don't need a season pass for Rainbow Six Siege to get all the maps. They're releasing all the future maps for free. Their season pass is all based around what they call the operators. <clears throat> so they have specific characters that you can unlock with in-game currency. And each one of them has their uh, specific strengths and specific weapons. So as I mentioned before, one guy has this humongous sledgehammer that you can just bash right through a barricade, no problem. And he also might have another thing that he can drop, like a grenade or something. Another character... Um, will have this this cool like grenade launcher but the grenades actually it'll like pop out and attach to a barrier and drill through and blow the thing out uh you've got another one that can drop uh anti-electronics so you drop this little thing on the ground and anything electronic if it gets near it just won't work or you can throw up a uh, another device that will actually if somebody throws a grenade in the grenade won't work so again all this rock paper scissors going on you always have to try to like outthink who all's there and what the possibilities are. But like I said, so anyway, so the 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 uh, the season pass is all about these operators. You'll have access to new operators first. I don't know what the duration is. I didn't read it, but uh, you might even have. I don't know if they said the, the, there are unique operators you'll only have access to with the season pass. But that's kind of how they're handling the season pass. With that, is it's going to be a lot of um, color schemes, a lot of uniforms, like alternate uniforms. Uh, different operators, that sort of thing, and it's not going to be the maps. And I love how they're doing that. So, but again, you know, it's so frustrating because I want to play this with my friends, 
and that's kind of what the game is built around. But that's the one thing that doesn't work consistently. <clears throat> so I even emailed uh, Ubisoft about this to see if there's any type of statement on on the problems that people are having. And this isn't just happening on PS4. Um, by all accounts, it sounds like it's actually worse on Xbox One, and it's just as bad on PC. So this is happening everywhere. So I sent them an email. I'm like, listen, I really like the game, but you know, it's not working with friends, and that's the biggest thing I want to do with it. Here's the response I got. I'm so pissed about this response. And this isn't somebody we normally deal with, but I have to read this. Uh, Hi, Glenn. Thanks for reaching out. We are aware that there have been issues affecting our servers and have been working to resolve them as quickly as possible. We apologize for the inconvenience. That's it. That's the fucking answer I got from Ubisoft. Are you shitting me? Like, say, like, oh, we're hoping to have it fixed in a week. Oh, we had two betas. We could have fixed this shit ahead of time. But no, we're going to release the full game with this. Really? And the game was delayed once because of this shit. Yeah. Not good. No. So that's the conundrum I have right now. That's that's what I'm faced with is a game that I really freaking want to play. I think it's fantastic. I love how that's, how it's built. I love how it's played. I love the visuals. I love that I have to wear headphones to play it because I can hear little footsteps. I can hear when there's somebody upstairs walking around. I can hear when somebody's coming up behind me if he's doing it too fast. I love the way the guns feel. I love the what you can do with the guns. And I just desperately want to play this with my friends, and that's the one thing that I can't do consistently. I can't play this with my friends. I have to play it with randoms. And guess what? That's something that breaks this game is playing with randoms because you get in with a bunch of assholes that don't know what they're doing or they want to troll your ass because you can kill your teammates. It's ruined. So the way the game stands as of today, December 14th, this game gets a 6.0. And that's Hmm. it. And I hate it. I hate the fact that it does because this has so much potential and if they could fix that one stupid but humongous issue, I would be so satisfied with this game. I would play it constantly. Because this is something that I haven't had for a long, long time, and it's something I love playing. So hopefully Ubisoft gets their shit together, gets their heads out of their butts, and gets this fixed. So, yeah. There you go. Fanboy now, right? Total fanboy. <laughs> All right, we got emails. Yes, and we got to get this done. You're 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 probably heavily medicated by this point. Yeah, I'm not good. All right. Uh, okay. Email one. It's from Gordon Nutley. Back oh, in Mr. March. Utley. Back in March, I bought the Sony PlayStation Gold wireless headset and loved it. Six months later, the band cracked and broke apart. I duct taped it up and kept using them. Now another part of the band is breaking apart, and I'm afraid it is going to go out on me soon. Could you recommend a cheap wired replacement that has virtual surround sound? Thank you. Yeltu on PSN. Y-E-L-T-U. Go get him. Uh, Well, it depends what you consider cheap. If you want really cheap, get those SteelSeries Siberias that I talked about a few weeks ago. They're... Although they're overpriced for what they are, but uh, the virtual surround is actually done by the PlayStation itself. When you plug into the DualShock, it actually encodes in virtual surround. Um, I still say go for the Polks, the Polk Striker P1s. They're 
about a hundred bucks right now, and that's what I'm using tonight, and they're awesome. Uh, if you want cheaper than that, go for the Siberias. Um, I, I don't remember how much those Siberias are, but they're cheaper than the Polks. But quality-wise, the Polks are just so much better. The microphone's great on them. It comes with a bunch of different cables, and the sound is way better. And they definitely do the uh, the virtual surround uh, decoding from the, the PlayStation because these are what I wear when I play Rainbow Six and all the other games like Battlefield. And the sound definitely moves around. If you want to go really cheap, get some Skull Candy earbuds for like 30 bucks. You don't get the as much of the directional, but they work. They work really well. But you guys can't just say cheap. You have to tell us what your price range is. Well, cheap. Well, but cheap to me, maybe che- not as cheap to somebody else. Cheap. Cheap. Yeah, go get them headphones from uh, from Radio Shack. I think they say realistic on them. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Email number two. Always give me the long ones. Uh, this is from Jason Passens, and he says, "Hey again, guys. I recently felt Josh's pain regarding physical versus digital content when I ordered an Uncharted 4 PS4 bundle for my girlfriend." From Best Buy on Black Friday. Hope you use that link. Uh, she's, <laughs> she's excited for Fallout 4, which I've already platinumed, and I'm giving to her. And I was excited about starting an Uncharted or Just Cause 3. Two days after ordering, I was horrified to see the Best Buy Uncharted bundle. It says in fine print that you get the digital voucher for the game, while Amazon, who had the same price for the bundle on Black Friday, clearly says theirs is a physical disc version. I tried to cancel my order and switch to Amazon, but it was already being packaged to ship. Why would Sony do this? Well, it's not Sony doing that. Uh, I'm already cringing thinking of how much disk space three full games is going to take up. Well, uh, love listening to you guys every week. And, and while you joke, I hope you never quit. Jason. Well, first up, uh, disk space. Um, it doesn't matter. Your digital copy is the same as the physical copy because the physical copy installs completely to your hard drive. Yeah. So get disk space out of the way. Uh, it's not Sony doing that. A lot of times these bundles are done by the retailers. They'll throw a code for the game in there and do their own bundle. So that's why. That was easy. See? See? But just take your time on the orders and, yeah. Okay. I am going to do a code somebody sent us. Dun, dun, dun. And then you get email number three. Okay. So, David Walters... Sent along a PS4 code for Guacamelee Super Awesome Turbo Championship Edition. Oh, yeah. And he would like to give it to somebody who could put it to good use. Bum, bum, bum. So here you go, people. L-2-E-P-D-D-N-B-L-A-B-7. Go get it. All right. Good luck. Yeah, that was uh, he got that code from PSX, but he already had the game. It was very nice of him. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. On to the last email. Uh, hello, Glenn. This was sent directly to me from Anna Hod- Hodson, even though at the bottom it says Greg Hodson. Wait a second. Uh, he says, he or she says, I've <laughs> maybe it's both. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. 
Uh, I followed your instructions step-by-step to switch out my 500-gig hard drive for the 2-terabyte drive in my PS4. Where my issue is, though, is with my flash drive. My PS4 won't won't read my flash drive. What flash drive would you recommend and what size? Thanks. Uh, Well, size, I mean, you only need a gig. uh, But I use a really big drive. Uh, The one I really like using are the ones from PNY. Uh, the PNY Turbo, uh, their USB 3.0 flash drive. I personally use the, six, uh, the 128 gig. Uh, right now, it's 29.99 for a 128 gig flash drive. Uh, it's up on Amazon right now. I'm looking at it. It's just PNY Turbo 128 gigabyte USB 3.0 flash drive. Uh, I would highly recommend it. It's very very good. Um, yeah, that's weird. That I mean, there's a few flash drives that won't read on there, but. You might just want to look at how it's formatted and, and maybe look that up on Google because sometimes it might be formatted in NTFS for some reason, even though it shouldn't be. And the PS4 can't read uh, journaled file systems like that because inherently journal file systems are set up so they can't be read by anything else. So, yeah. Yeah. Good luck. You shouldn't have a problem. Literally, you can just go out and grab like a really cheap-ass like $2 one gigabyte flash drive and it should work. But look up uh, how to ins- uh, how to format it with ext fat. There's plenty of instructions on how to do that if you have Windows. So, all right, we done? Yes, we are. We're done. Josh needs to go to bed. Yes, I do. You sound like crap. Uh, I, I'm not going to be able to watch episode three. Fuck. Aww. Well, get your rest. You need it. Yeah, I do. All right. We're out of here, folks. Thanks very much for listening. We will talk to you very soon. Have a great one. Get out there, play some games. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. (laughs) Oh, poor Josh. (laughs) Look, you guys, I'm not an alpha guy. I just want to put that out there. Like, I think I act like an alpha guy, but I don't think I am an alpha male. And I know that because when I lock eyes with a real alpha male, they know. Um... (laughs) I can read their face. There's that moment they're like, say hi to the little girl in there. I'm like, oh, fuck, they saw you. They saw you. Walk away. Just going to want to talk about sports. Walk away. You don't want to. You're going to bring up extreme wanking. But yeah, I don't, I'm not that guy. I'm not a sports guy. I mean, I just wasn't brought up believing in it. And, um, but there's still part of me. It's weird. I'm 49. There's still part of me that if I see like four high school guys wearing varsity jackets, there's still part of my brain that thinks, oh, fuck, be cool. Just be cool. <laughs> I'm not even on their radar. I mean, like, unless it's for one of them to say, why is that old guy acting weird? You know, and in my brain, I'm like, leave me alone. I'm just going to my locker. I'm just going to my locker. <laughs> but, okay, let's get to sports. I'm not a sports guy for a very specific reason. I also think I'm, I'm a comedian for a very specific reason. And it has to do with my parents, because they can go fuck themselves. Um, look, if your parents ever sent you to more than one summer camp in the summer, it wasn't about you having a good time. Um, they wanted you out of the house. They didn't want to deal with you anymore. And they'll try to push it off on you, like, you need to learn new things. They're like, when is a Jewish kid going to need to ride a horse? Seriously, when am I going to need to ride a horse? What situation will I ever be in where I'm like, thank God I went to that camp where they all made fun of me because I can ride this horse right out of here? 
My mother also found me a guitar teacher that was a, a guy who was married. There was these two Christian hippies, little chubby Christian hippies, and they would come. They would pick me up at school. They would take me to swim practice. They would take me out to dinner, and then they'd take me home to their house and teach me guitar. And my mother would say, how was your guitar lesson? And I would say, with my other parents, it was fine. <laughs> my mother is a professional anorexic, and I say that, I say that because it's her job. It's not, it's not a sickness. She manages it. If you were to ask my mother, what do you do for, for a hobby? She would say, I maintain a weight of 116 pounds. And you would say, that's your life? Yes, that's all my life goes into that. So that's my mom. I thought it'd be funnier. But I... Because uh, <laughs> this next part really needs a buffer. I really... <laughs> I think for the first nine years of my life, I was a fat kid. And I really believe my mother just saw me as some sort of weird extension of her fat. And I, I think that she thought if she could just stop eating, that maybe the kid would disappear. <laughs> oh. I can't frame that any funnier. <laughs> the, but, just saying at that time made me hurt a little bit. Let's get to the funny part. At some point, my mother decided maybe we should put Fat Mark. She didn't refer to me that, that way out loud but I, I could see it. I think Fat Mark should be on Pee Wee Little League. I showed no interest in sports. I didn't care about sports. I was not guided that way. I never played catch with my dad because playing catch with my dad would have been like throwing the ball away. All right. So she puts Fat Mark on Pee Wee Little League. All right, now when you're fat and you're on Pee Wee Little League, you're in the outfield because no one's going to hit that far. And if it does get out that far, it's going to hit the ground. It's going to just be bouncing. It's not a big deal. So Fat Mark is out in center field. Got a fat left fielder. Got the fat right fielder. We're just out there being fat. We're the fat outfield. All right, maybe a little chatter, hitting the glove a little bit. Hey, bada bada, what does this even mean? Why are we saying this like this? You know, maybe a little chit-chat with the other guy. Hey, you going to get a Snickers or a snow cone after? I'm probably going to get both. I'm going to get a rainbow snow cone and try to eat it before it turns purple. All right. And look, I, I got to be honest with you. I was not prone. You know, I'm fairly athletic. I could probably pull it up. But I was afraid of the ball, man. But like at that time, like, you know, batting is how I would bat. Catching. But this was me in the picture. So here's what happens. And this was a life-changing event. We're going to try and work through this. I've made a promise to myself to work through this. I'm out there in center field, just being fat. We're having our time out there. All right? We're just kicking the dirt around. And then I heard that sound. It's an unmistakable sound. Everyone knows that sound. It was the crack of a bat. And my first reaction was to look at the other guy. And then I look over at that guy, and he's pointing at the air. And there's a ball just suspended in the air coming towards Fat Mark. The coach is saying, get under it, get under it. And I'm backing up, and I know this is like, I, yeah, you know, it's right there. And then in my memory, there's a sprinkler, all right? There, my, my heel caught on a sprinkler. I'm pretty sure it was there, all right? <laughs> I can't be sure. It might just be something I put in there to, you know, buffer the shame of what's going to happen next, which is me falling backwards onto the ground and the ball bouncing off of my face. So I was under it. I got that part of the equation correct. Now in my mind at that point, the coach is yelling, get up you fat fuck, 
Field it, fatty! Come on! Now, that's obviously revisionism. I don't think a coach would talk that way to a fat kid, right? I probably made that up to make the shame worse. So now it's not really a ball game as much as it is a fat kid crying. Um, which on some level in my mind is like, well, it was all about me for that time. It would have been a better moment to be like, I caught it, I caught it, but like, yeah! That's all right. Like on some level, if you're that self-absorbed and you want to be the center of attention, it, it succeeded in that way. But see, I really think though, this is my point. I think if I would have caught that ball, I would have been a different person. I don't think I would be up here talking to you. I think I would have been a, a well-adjusted person. I would have felt that feeling of esteem and maybe gone on to, a, to play more sports. Perhaps I would have you know, now been at a pretty good job with a family and had you know, guy friends that I would say things like, you know, good talk, bro. You know? <laughs> like it could have been a whole different life for me if I just caught that ball. And I, I, some part of me needs closure. So if you don't mind, I want to go through a psychodrama here where I'm going to walk Fat Mark off the field. I'm going to walk Fat Mark off and just try to give him a heads up, which is a term he, he didn't understand at this point. <laughs> just try to you know, give him a heads up of what's going to happen. So let's go there now. I'm going to try to coach little Fat Mark. Here we go. Wow, that was ridiculous what just happened. <laughs> You were so close. You almost had that. All right? It's okay, though. It's okay. Look, I just there's a couple things I need to tell you about what's going to happen for you. First of all, there's no going back to the dugout. This shit is done. <laughs> uh, you're not going to... There's no more putting yourself in the position to be physically hurt. From here on out, it's all going to be thinky pain. <laughs> um... What else can I tell you? Teamwork. That's done. No more of that. No reason to believe in that shit. And quite honestly, from here on out, no sports heroes. Not that you had them to begin with, but here on out, just loners, uh, fragmented people, drug addicts, people who live on the margins, comedians, rock stars. Those are your people. Get used to it. And also, I guess I can tell you quite honestly, it doesn't get much better after this. On, on many different levels in your life, metaphorically, this situation will play out over and over again. You're going to be very close to catching it, and then you will just end up crying. What else can I tell you about the immediate situation? Okay, uh, you're going to get off the field. Uh, your mom's going to take you to Dairy Queen. She's going to let you eat a banana split. You're going to enjoy that. And an hour later, she's going to make you feel guilty about eating it. So that's going to happen. So quite honestly, she's out too after this. You know, they're, they're both out. Mom and dad are done. Uh, what else is going to happen? Well, about 14, you start smoking cigarettes, which are really cool. But at 39, when you can't breathe, not so cool. Um, cocaine's going to come into play. About 15 years old, you'll commit to that for about nine years of your adult life, which will also be very exciting, but a mistake. Um, I don't know, what, how, how can I sum this up? Okay, it's going to take a lifetime to walk this off. <laughs> and you can quit crying now on the outside. <laughs> and I think the, the big payoff is that eventually, you know, because of this moment, that you had on this field. And holy shit, let me just look around for a minute. No sprinkler. Um, <laughs> because of this moment here, you're going to find yourself at age 49 on a stage in a basement in New York City in front of a room full of strangers taping a special with no end to this story, really. Just, <laughs> no end. So 
you'd only caught that ball, <laughs> we'd have a little closure on this bit. Thank you. <laughs>